Shut the music! Young box, remind everybody, remind everybody, what was the original mission statement of AEW? What was the original mission statement of AEW? It was to change the world. You know, listen, you know when I was homeless and AEW first started, I begged you guys for a job. And you saw nothing in me, yet I had to sit by and watch all your shit friends get hired. You little California crew. And thank God, thank God at the time there was an EVP here with a sense of brains. And I'm not talking about Kenny Omega. year why you resigned to AEW. And what did you say in that interview, huh? Tell us. I remind us. This is, you guys said that you resigned because the travel schedule was light, the money was good. It was no longer about changing the world. The original mission statement was dead. I thought this was all elite wrestling. But it looks like this is uh, all friendship wrestling. You know why? Think, think about the very first episode of Dynamite. Darby Allen wasn't on it. You know who was? Brandon Collar. What the? What's wrong with Brandon If you're some man. No, 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 no. Salt Lake City, sing along with The Rock is over. You lost that privilege. Sit there and shut your mouth and enjoy the ride that The Rock is taking you on. If you're some male, what the bloodline is cooking. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We're here and ready to go for the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I am the professor, Mark Fantasia. You know what's really crazy? I'm going to bring you guys into just a little bit of my own personal life. Here's how much I think about this show. I dreamt about doing this intro and having to do it 17 times like we've done in the past, and and I believe I just dreamt about it, and it felt real as I was doing it right now, and maybe it's because I'm bleeding from the dress, and he's in a pissed-off mood. Ladies and gentlemen, O.D., M. I've contained my rage for as long as possible, but I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crushing of a thousand waves. Be gone, vile man. Be gone from me. A starter car. This car is a finisher car. A transporter of gods. The golden god. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. Excellent. Oh, God. Excellent. Excellent. When you're pissed off, that is a great way to go. It's an excellent quote to go with. Glenn Howerton as Dennis Reynolds in the show that we've often referenced here. Sonny. Jesus, that's such a good one. 
Yeah, it's going to be a great starter car for my daughter. <sighs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Watching him just slowly I just, I just blacked mind. out for a second what happened. <laughs> so, for me, chicken nuggets, and I'm, I'm burning and bleeding in the chest right now. So, we're, we're, it's going to be a, a fun show. We'll see how this goes. Um, I am excited, though, because, look at normally, we are very news-heavy. And this week is pretty short. I'm like, can't wait. Something big's going to happen. Apparently, Wednesday at the same time this show drops, like a bunch of people are going to like die. I'm sorry. I really hope that doesn't happen. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, we've already called that one. So yeah. Uh, which is funny because I just watched this thing called "Does AEW Learn from Their Mistakes?" and it was just people jumping off the top rope and crushing people's heads and necks with their feet all the time. And it happened if- again this past week. If I think about it, because you just made me, you just had something pop into my head, I'm going to get a bunch of AEW botches, string them together, and put it to the uh, music from Curb Your Enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) Works for Sonny, too. It's going to be great. I was thinking that, too. We're not really heavy on the news. We have a couple of things, but we are going to be talking about some of the results and things that happened this past week, and we're also going to be heading into the very early Perth, Australia, Elimination Chamber, which is this Saturday. And we also are going to have our Bring It to the Table. We're going to be talking about the Monday Night Wars from 25 years ago where, yeah, man, we had, it was WCW Super Brawl 99, which apparently, said by Eric Bischoff, is the third most successful pay-per-view WCW ever did. I'm assuming number one and two are like Starcade 97, and the other one was Bash of the Beach with the whole who's the third member. I right. I can promise you this one is not in my top three. No. I was no, not. it is not. Again, it's one of those things that while we're watching the wars as we're going along, I'm like, oh, my God, I really deeply regret that we're committing to this. But I like committing to it to watch. I love a good train wreck. I mean, I'll stop and watch yes. a good one anytime. Yes. But this is a committed I, train wreck on a weekly basis. Yeah, no, it, it's not very good. Um, the only thing I can think of is maybe it actually is, and maybe it's just because the audience at this time was like the biggest it got for wrestling, and it was Hogan Flair in the main event. So maybe based off of that alone, it was. But it certainly wasn't due to good storylines and uh, you know, a good card. Well, that'll be fun. Can't wait. Uh, we'll also be talking about who was the person that Tori Wilson has been talking to. Will we find out? I mean, we watched Scott Hall hand off a, either it's a, it's a lightsaber. He handed him a fucking lightsaber, whatever. And Undertaker <laughs> brings Vince McMahon to fucking tears this week. That's exciting. As soon as I saw this, I go, oh, we're there. We're there. Yeah, we're there. We I forgot it started this early. Yeah. <laughs> I, I we're so there, man. I didn't expect it to be this early before WrestleMania, but I guess you had to plant the seeds, get things going. I'm in. I, I'm understanding. Uh, but we also have our top topic this week, which we are going to be chatting about our movies again. And this one is comedy favorites. I know that you said you went a little on the professor style with your list making. Thank God we don't have a lot of news this week. Here we go. <laughs> You're capped at 50. 
I am? Yes. We're going to pause the show for a little while. <laughs> I got to knock about 50 off the list. list. <laughs> uh, yeah, for real. So, all right, let's get into some news. One of the most uh, interesting things that's going on right now, especially while we're recording, I don't know if it's going to change in the next couple of hours or it could change by tomorrow. I mean, especially if you have an hourglass just waiting on things. Uh, yes, pun intended. It seems like the WCW, or Jesus Christ, that's, wow. Hmm. The TNA roster put together a letter of support in in support of Scott Diamori, trying to get him back. You know, I mean, he brought them back to where they're at right now, having a good loaded roster, a lot of good guys that can still go uh, young and old. And, and women. I mean, we say Jordan Grace should probably be somewhere else, right? But does she need to be if they're doing that well over there? They even, th- I mean, Diamori was also said to have thrown offers to Okada as well as CM Punk, you know, before mm-hmm. he was let go. Guy was looking to make moves for the company. Could you imagine if, if either one showed up in that company? I'm like, hmm. I'm watching Impact all the time. But then, uh, after that letter of support happened, which I believe would have been Monday morning, if I'm not mistaken, not mistaken, by afternoon, there was a lot of different uh, TNA wrestlers and people who were on the staff who just tweeted an hourglass, the emoji of an hourglass. That's it. What's your take? Well, uh, I've heard people reference that these are people whose contract is up. So it's kind of a a way now. However, just recently, I believe it was Josh Alexander just resigned. Yeah. Yeah, Well, no, no, he didn't resign. He extended. He was about to be a free agent. And with this hourglass thing, they tacked on injury time. From when he was uh, out for like nine months with that uh, injury, and that's why Alex Shelley became your champion, all that shit for last year. Gotcha, uh, they, okay. They're doing the the Luke Harper, Brody Lee thing where you toss time back on someone's contract when they really want to get out. Right. Yep. No, 100%. Okay, that makes sense. I'm glad you had the specifics on that. Um, I, I'm t- So I'm going to give you my opinion. And then uh, I think the the first part of the show is going to be rife with cornet, uh, weekly cornet references because uh, I just listened to the drive through or at least part of it. Even though TNA is still pretty much bottom of the barrel when it comes to you know wrestling that's out there, or at least production um, resources, right? Like AEW and WWE have, and even New Japan. Um, the fact of the matter is, you're right. Uh, do more brought them back to you know a level of success success they haven't seen in a while uh and you've got to be honest yes you can you know say the talent and you know the writers or whoever the bookers were involved assisted with that but demore was kind of like your your figurehead right and you could tell he was passionate and he had the respect of the locker room so i mean to have you know the the locker room you know write that letter of support it's good. I mean, it really kind of vindicates everybody's feeling that, you know, he had that much of an impact. Ha ha ha. Yeah. But 
Cornette and uh, Brian Lask gave an interesting perspective. And it kind of caught me off guard. <coughs> it was basically, you, we don't need you to work here. Uh, you're not running the fucking show. You only know what you know. And if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. And even them talking about how the parent company, uh, you know, that was responsible for firing them, they're a mm-hmm. Canadian company. I forget the name of it. Anthem. Um, Anthem, thank you. Um, it, they really don't even need to do live shows anymore. They could fire the entire roster and just have the library and just reshow that. Because right now, Big Bang Theory reruns are doing better than the original show did. So <laughs> another reason you shouldn't have any faith in humanity, but that's a different story altogether. Have you, have you been seeing anywhere on your sites or anything like that where I think it's like micro brawler wrestling or something like that is doing equal to or just as many in the ratings as yes. uh, Dynamite yes. does or whatever yeah. it is. I'm not, it's like micro brawlers, whatever it is. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's awesome and Good. not. Well, speaking <laughs> of. Yes, right. <laughs> what a transition. So this year, Tony Khan has said. Since he's already been doing it for the last several weeks and making you give zero shits to watching the show, he has put a bunch of, and I don't mean no name to us, or to the world, but no name wrestlers to the U.S. audience for CMLL wrestlers that he has brought in over the last two weeks and been feuding with uh, Blackpool Combat Club, other guys. You, know, I can't tell one from another, and I, it, it's, you know, that's... Not mask profiling. I'm saying that it's really, <laughs> it's very tough to keep. You're together. a maskist. <laughs> so I, uh, he said that he wants them to be involved for Forbidden Door three, as well as New Japan will be involved. He said as uh, to you know to the mix as well. I don't know, man. Um, one of my favorite things. This is going to be going ahead for a second, but on Raw. I think one of the best little digs you ever could have done was having the camera at one point in the middle of the show start all the way outside and you rolled that motherfucker in through the lobby where no one really was. You had a couple of people and right into the live audience and that crowd went and it was from the one side that faces the entrance way if you didn't see this. So okay. all facing the, the wrestler's entrance, you mm. saw the entire crowd. Act. Only one spot sectioned off was the cameras. That's it. Above, a, a, you know, a little below where it normally is, but mm-hmm. a very packed house. AEW can't even show you that shit. No. Yeah, it's pathetic, that man. That cage match, that cage match that happened a couple of weeks back on Collision, the six-man cage match that was, I believe, up against Royal Rumble or some shit like that. Right. If you see live pictures of the show... Three quarters of the fucking arena was taped off, or maybe about half-ish, for a cage Jesus. match. Yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, someone who did try to make a comeback with a you know very small audience, good way to start, was uh, Patrick Clark, a.k.a. Velveteen Dream, made his in-ring return in Albany. So did he actually wrestle, too? Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. some indie guy. I didn't write down the name. It's not that important. Sorry, guy who wrestled Velveteen Dream, but yeah, we don't care. Um, look, we got to start somewhere. You know, we'll see where it goes from here. If he makes it anywhere up to any of the rosters, to be seen. 
Yeah, I mean, I think what was really cool was, and I'm sure, you know, apparently there's backlash because, you know, he was hired by anybody. And that's your, your IFW for your keyboard warriors. But uh, the promotion, uh, uh, I guess it's called the Dynasty. Uh, they tweeted out saying, last night we did what most others wouldn't. We took a risk on a person and gave them an opportunity for a second chance, a second chance to fulfill their dream. We stand that by that decision. Thank you to the Packed House for last night's event. I'd like to see a picture of that Packed House. Well, on to <laughs> – no. uh, one other thing is, you know, one of my favorite things about WrestleMania weekend is the amount of different shows that happen all around where it's going to be. And, of course, this year WrestleMania 40 is going to be in Philly. So you're going to have a lot of, you know, you're going to have your GCW shows. You're going to have uh, all the, the different, you know, they what is it usually like Impact? I think it was like Impact versus the World one year. They have – the breakfast they have like the, like wrestling shows that go from legit like seven a.m. till like two a.m. There's like yeah time all to week. Sleep. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's sick. Yeah, uh, Ring of Honor used to do it. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's another story for another time. But we also had uh, something that was announced is on April fourth, Bloodsport ten, which is Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, which. It mm-hmm. is a, what I would assume is a scripted, hard-hitting fight. It's what they tried to do with the Raw Underground, what they really, really tried to do. <laughs> but right. this blood sport's been going for, I think, over seven, eight years now. And, yeah, well, yeah, well before I even left New York. And it was announced that Nick Nemeth, and this guy's making his rounds, this is something you said he wanted to do is make his rounds, go to Japan, do this, do that. He's in TNA. He is set to face Speedball Mike Bailey in a one-on-one Bloodsport match. All of them are one-on-one. I don't know why I said that. Uh, damn, I'm excited to see that. I want to see how Nemeth can do. Like, it's Does yeah. he get away from his overselling Mr. Perfect-looking shit? Or does he, you know, like, does he come with a fight? I'm looking to see what it's kind of like, for him at least. Yeah, that's why I think we were kind of talking about it last week where, you know, this is a good opportunity that he's not just staying in one place. He's kind of bouncing around, making his rounds, and let's see some things from him. We've only seen him really in, you know, besides Spirit Squad, which nobody wants to talk about. So, yeah, let's see what he's got. I'm interested. Look, at going back on it, I liked Spirit Squad. You know, I, it's it's it wasn't horrible. Of course you did. Yes. <laughs> Give me an F. Give me a U. Give me a C. Okay. Uh, I was gonna do fuchsia, but it was gonna take way too long. Oh yeah, yeah I'm sure. Look, at, I like to I like to even things out on a show, so that's good stuff, right? Good news. Nick Nemeth, former Dolph Ziggler, is gonna be doing blood sport. Now let me get into some bad shit. Dynamite. <laughs> Remember that match I said that was gonna be between Adam Copeland and Daniel Garcia? Winner would go on to face Christian. Yes. They did the most obvious thing they could do. Why doesn't Christian just come out and beat the fuck out of both of them? No one wins the match. Oh, mm-hmm. we haven't about seen right. this at all. And he has his whole family come out. His new slut wife, which is Plain uh, Wayne's mom. Uh, in what is it? Killosaurus, kill shot, buzz shot, buzz kill. Killosaurus. <laughs> Killosaurus. What is it? I swear to God, I don't even kill know switch, what the fuck isn't it? to name it. 
Or is that Kill a band? Switch. Kill Switch and Gage? Is it Kill Switch? No, it is Kill Switch. Yes. Yes, because I shot him Kill Shot one week. No, it's Kill it's Kill sure. Switch. So he's a, he's Killosaurus. Killosaurus. <laughs> Kill it's crowd. a fucking it, it, let me tell you where this circus clown act would be going to next. But I kind of mentioned earlier. Sammy Guevara does his move off the top rope. Knee lands directly on Jeff Hardy's head. Goes out for apparently a good several seconds. They edited yeah. it very well on Rampage. And uh, got back up and finished the match. Hey, 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 yeah. hey kids. <laughs> Concussion and a broken nose. And the ref was like, ah, he's all right. He's okay. Jesus. Yep. Orange Cassidy defeated Matt Taven in a no DQ match. And because it was on Valentine's Day, there was like, I don't know, they were both bleeding a lot. So it was like their own little massacre. Uh, So, yeah, that's really cool. Um, Orange Cassidy is also set to face Roderick Strong at the pay-per-view coming up. He in a, he is John Cena this Nexus. He's John Cena John Cena ing the Nexus with this devil group with this undisputed United Kingdom era group whatever the fuck they are. He's a, they're, yeah. they're already getting ran right. through. Look how horrible this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I didn't want to bring up AEW just to shit on him, but I mean, give me something to. We gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about yeah. it, man. We fucking we we're wrestling fans. That's why we do this. So fucking we gotta we gotta go over the good and the bad. And if we're making fun of it, so be it. I mean, it's been a joke at this point. I mean, at first it was it's the re- it's like just literally a a reboot of WCW, but now it's just fucking like he's trying to outdo Bischoff and fucking uh, Russo. It's it, it's ridiculous, <laughs> and we all know that Cassidy is. TK's boy. So naturally he's going to get booked to go over all the time. I'm surprised he's not a world champ yet. That's very, very true. Very true. Sad, too. The, it's extremely sad. Two good things that kind of came out of Dynamite is that Joe called out both of his contenders. He had uh, Hangman TA or whatever, the Magnum Page or whatever. Close called. enough. <laughs> yeah, Magnum Page. And Swerve. And Paige is playing the the fucking full heel in this. So it gives the crowd someone to really boo ahead of time heading into this match. So at least we have a heel. Because if you had to go pen to paper, it was technically, you know, two faces with Joe and Paige. And Swerve is the heel. But the heel was about to get uh, cheer more than anybody in the match. So they had to likely swerve this one, no pun intended. Yep. And, okay, I'm all right with it. We've talked about this already last week. We don't need to go back into who's going to win this match. I We'll find out. I'm already disgusted with half the shit they're doing. Um, Darby cut an, uh, Darby Allen cut a, a promo. <laughs> Are you mocking what I said? No, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about this. Oh, okay. Uh, Darby cut a promo, and instead of the Young Bucks, he might as well have just said, hey, Tony Khan, in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Saying that you fucked it all up. I mean, you hear it in, in the, the promo, uh, in the beginning of our thing here, but also, I mean, mentioning he was an, an EVP who 
was against it. And he goes, and I'm not talking Kenny. I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. To the How point- much is shock magic, though, the, with Tony? This was to the point where the crowd started chanting Cody. They did. You have somebody chanting the name of the biggest baby face in wrestling today who works for the other guys that used to be there. Was that really a smart move? It's like, was what, that this really is, a oh smart my God, move? it's, it's, let me tell you something. WCW sucks. It's, <laughs> it's what this is. It's fucking Scott Steiner. But it's Darby Allen. <laughs> Yeah, they talked about this on Cornette, and it was great because one of the things that he said was, it's all friends wrestling, which is a fucking Cornette saying. <laughs> so yep. he literally quoted the one guy that the AEW marks hate the most. Well, I mean, and because you know it, though. Come on. I mean, the writing is on the wall. Like we said last week, Tony loves his tournaments, but... Mm-hmm. Generally, you go out on your back, so the young bucks would technically go over as your tag team champions in the end of the the pay per view, or wherever this match is placed. Yeah, maybe Darby terrible. knows it. I don't know. I mean, so I'm, I'm like, how much of this is shock value, fake ish? Yes. Where Tony yeah. is playing into it, and Darby's like, "Yeah, I'll go out and cut a promo and act like I'm really mad, and I'm saying all the things that everybody else is saying out there on the internet." There. They're trying to do a work shoot, but that was the great part about Cornette's little rant on this, is that they're doing it wrong. Right? You're not supposed to be shitting on the company in the process of doing this. And, you know, the Bucks are just... The Bucks think they know how to be heels when, in part, they think they're actors. And they're just bad actors. You know what I mean? There, there's no there's no real heat there. Because the, you know, the AEW marks are the AEW marks, and they're going to watch no matter what, and they think everything is fine. And the Bucks think that they're getting heat when they're not. It's just, it's X-Pac heat. It's worse than X-Pac heat. Nobody cares anymore. And they both got matching landing strips on their fucking chin. Oh, God, there's a Rod and Todd. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to some fun stuff. All right. Right. Smackdown. Um... A lot of things that I gotta I gotta bring up, but we'll, we'll first kind of go in order. You had two of the last qualifying matches. Both Kevin Owens and Logan Paul both entered. We both had Dom winning one match, and I think Miz having the other match. We did not think that it it was going this way, but this feud is going to continue into the chamber, so that it's likely going to be maybe them again at WrestleMania. But I'm really hoping they go LA Knight like we've talked about. That who is also mean, yeah. in the match. Maybe he mm-hmm. defeats both guys in the match or some shit happens and, you know, could be could be big. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I'm not going to wake up that early. But nope. Owens actually got the assist versus Dom from R-Truth, who was at ringside with him. Uh, he was there and kind of made his, his presence felt. Braun Breaker officially signs with SmackDown, and Jake Cargill is just debating things while for some reason two of the other women wrestlers were just sitting there in the office chit-chatting just for one of the ladies to come in and start arguing it was weird it was not a really great segment in the back but then he finally comes out and on the stage announces that breaker is with smackdown Woo! awesome if he didn't just win the goddamn tag team titles in nxt three days prior with baron corbin 
I don't so is it. he about to pull double duty all the way up till their next pay per view, or is he dropping them again this come this week? What was the point? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. I've got a little oh. more faith in them getting out of it. It's one of the it's it's the it's their blue chipper. It's their it's their next big thing. They're not gonna fuck him around. You know what I mean? Wait They'll figure second. something out. What if? Just what if? This is what me guessing. If? I know. <laughs> they, uh, what if on NXT they go, I wasn't expecting us to have to, they break because I wasn't expecting to be called up so quick. And I can't obviously fulfill these tag team title, uh, these this reign here with you. Corbin looks upset and he goes, but I said that if a part of my contract, you have to be coming up with me. And they continue together. Yeah, but then they're still gonna have the NXT champions chips on yeah, SmackDown. No, you know you, you drop know? them there. I'm saying they drop the tag team titles okay. right there on on NXT, and they both go up to SmackDown together. It worked. It worked for dogs. NXT. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think Braun should move on to something else personally. Well, I mean, man, NXT is about to have a real shape up because if Breaker's mm. gone. Carmelo and I believe uh, Trick, Trick are both on their way into SmackDown completely if they're not already or they're kind of mm-hmm. both dangling back and forth. It's going to be a new crop of people coming through. True. Damn, it would have been a good time for Okada. Fuck. Okada. All right, yeah. well, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. Tyler Bate goes, I have a new name for us. And I was kind of eh, on it. But it's New Catch Republic. You know, catch wrestling. I get it. Um, no, I, I get it. It's just no, I, don't I do. Like it. I, it sounds it sounds I, like a I shitty think. clothing store in the mall next to Arrow Postal. Ooh, <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> all right, all right. That's uh, I I agree. I wasn't a fan of the the name, but the biggest point of the or biggest part of the night, of course, was. Roman Reigns coming out at the end of the night and, and and declaring that The Rock is in the bloodline. To which The Rock comes out. Dude is wearing the Gucciest vest I have seen anyone wear in a long time, probably since himself. Minus the fact, actually, that I had to start looking around because... I was trying to find a, a picture. I'm like, I could have sworn Ricky Starks had something that looked just like this at something. It's probably like point recently. You know what I mean? I yeah, was like, yeah. Ricky wore it first. And oh my God, my one buddy, Ben, who, uh, who does listen to the show, he and I were fucking with someone online. We were like, yeah, but you know, Ricky did it first. And he's like, Oh, uh, Ricky actually took it off of the rock. The rock was the original. We're like, nah, man, Ricky actually was the original <laughs> for this shit. <laughs> Troll. Uh, uh, I, I think was like, it Rick- looks, it looks yeah, similar to one of the ones he wore back in like 98, 99, but just with the sleeves cut off. To me, it also, that, but also I think it reminds me a little bit of when he comes back in like 2003 for his WrestleMania 19 run with Austin. He was wearing vests at that point, but I'm, maybe it wasn't as glittery as this, if you will, or as gaudy. Right. Good promo in saying that he's going to, have Roman's back to make sure that the bloodline keeps the title. 
And it's funny because Rollins is offering the same thing to Cody. And I'm like, but there's no way you have Roman, or I'm sorry, you have The Rock here and you're not having him wrestle at WrestleMania. It's so, like, and I really feel like you ruined it with this whole elimination chamber thing, you know? And, or is. Seth's going to do his match night one, and don't worry, I'm still going to be there for you uh, on on night two, Cody. It's, it's just, uh, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't like it. So something's yeah. got to change. But the biggest thing, and I'm sure that every, you have seen it, and, I, and yeah. it's stupid to me, <laughs> is the finger point, right? Yes. The, the loser. We're the losers. Um a lot of people are looking at it in so many ways. We're like, well, actually, the thumb was pointed towards Roman, so he's kind of saying, hey, Roman, I'm the leader. Or there were so many different theories, and I was like, I think it was just Rock just being dumb. Uh, you know how I look at it? I look I at it as the guys in NWO who couldn't figure out how to do too sweet. <laughs> It's just the same thing. This motherfucker like Tyson couldn't even learning just put how a to do in a crotch chop. <laughs> exactly. There you go. That that's all it is. That's all it is. Now, honestly, what I think in here, just another you know pot of spaghetti wall sticks. Um, I have there is there is some possibility that that's going to happen. Is that the Rock will just be ringside? He'll interfere a little bit, but in the end, he'll do what fucking Wardlow did to MJF and. He'll help Cody win and turn face again in the process because then he he ain't got no stink on him and he can walk away from the whole thing and say, wow, I really dodged a bullet there. It was an interesting ending to SmackDown. I was it like, was. I mean, you got it. Yeah. To me, I was like, oh, God, it's fucking Fox. We have to turn off right at 10. I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, where's Cody? Someone come out right now. I keep the segment going for 45 minutes. I don't give a shit. It's just good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's good. It's building suspense. I mean, here's the thing. We can sit here and critique the booking and how they mucked everything up with The Rock, but in the end, we're being entertained. Well, and it's funny you say that because they, uh, they were in Anaheim for Raw on Monday, this past Monday. Next week, on Monday, they are in San Jose. I don't know how many times oh. I'm going to say it on this show. I'm about less than an hour from San Jose. I've held myself off on if I want to go to that Raw or not. It's two days after the Chamber. Who's going to be there? Who won't? First Raw or TV show heading to your next pay-per-view, which is WrestleMania. I'm like, some big things could happen. But to me, it looks like a lot of the shit with The Rock keeps happening on SmackDown, and I was like, uh, yeah. all right. Yeah. But in the post-show of Raw last night, I'm sure you saw, uh, or a couple nights ago on Raw, uh, the post-show part, uh, CM Punk actually came out, and he's like, Anaheim, I had to come out here at least say hello, and he's like, great wrestling, three hours worth. He goes, you guys were hot all night. It actually was a pretty good crowd for for what Raw was. Uh, and they opened up with Drew defeating Cody. First time Cody is eaten the pinfall or taken a loss since WrestleMania. And it was at the hands of Jim Uso and Solo Sokoa, where Solo gives him the throat spike. The, sp- <clears throat> the thumb spike. Yeah, it looked it looked really good. That, that thumb it spike did. looked really good. And, you know, he already took some good chops and kicks already to the chest in the match. So after that, when you see the segment with him and Adam Pierce in the back, 
and he's like holding his throat and his chest is red and he's like talking. I was like, this looks fucking real. I'm like, how, how did he connect? You know, it's like, that's how good right? he was selling. He did a good job. <laughs> but instead of doing the whole John Cena thing, like, I want this, I want that. He goes, Pierce is like, I'll do anything. He goes, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. That's it. And I was like, okay, interesting take. I kind of, for some reason, really like that segment. Minor, mm-hmm. little, but it was it was good. And then Seth comes over, says jack shit, taps him on the knee, just looks at him like, told you, motherfucker, I'm here. Leaves. <laughs> Shield. <laughs> I'm wearing my wife's blouse. <laughs> oh, my God, it's going to be the new Shield. It's going to be Becky and Seth and Cody. <laughs> the man, the woman, Cody. Uh... They had it's a, not open um, mic night, bitch. <laughs> they, had, they had an eight-man tag between all of the men in Judgment Day versus DIY, Miz, and R-Truth. Mm-hmm. The segment that R-Truth did, standing outside with his rain poncho on when it wasn't raining, but they've had a lot of rain there, and that's why it's funny because they mentioned it a lot about how bad the rain has been there in California. I'm eating it right now. With this, I told you, I'm like, the recording may be choppy today. You're like, it doesn't even rain in California. I'm like, motherfucker, we get an hour a day. <laughs> an hour a day where we don't actually uh, have rain. It's been nonstop here. But all that being said, great segment with him walking around outside and him remembering getting back how we all started in Judgment Day, showing those old pictures again, the baby ones and all that <laughs> stuff. And he goes, but when I got kicked out, he's like, that was as sad as like, Season finale of This Is Us. And that's like a chick show. I know that for sure because my wife watched it. I, I've never watched it, but I think that's just hysterical that he even said that at all. Uh, and then, you know, walks away doing his hand heart thing like he does for the live, <laughs> laugh, love. They end up losing the match. What was great is did you notice his shirt had everybody's name taped out from the Judgment Day? Yeah. <laughs> Could he just wore a different shirt and he taped everybody else's name out. I love it. Just so good. I have to entertain this for a second. This actually is my own personal idea. Man, I get it. Damian Priest is world championship material. Yeah. Did we maybe do wrong by putting the world title on him with so much going on with your Drew, your Sammy, your this, everything going on, Seth and Roman, all those guys? What if? Man... Just tell him to take a back seat. What if you say if with all the shit going on, Priest puts his contract on the line against R Truth? And R Truth has the chance to win a championship. Doesn't even have to fucking win it. He can fail and no one will ever give a shit. Priest fails. You remember that. I remember Damian Sandow failing. I remember John Cena failing. I remember Baron Corbin failing. Yeah. But if you remember truth failing, it could be in one of the best fashions possible. He'll probably cash in on a woman's championship just to be fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's it's something. I think it's a way to get Priest out of this whole thing right now because I think they shouldn't have put... I think in June when he won Money in the Bank, Punk was just beginning to come back on collision. They weren't like, all right, we got all this good stuff happening in November. You know, there was 
a right. lot of things shifted. A lot of things shifted pretty quick. And what's yeah, his name? Yeah, he kind of got the, Even yeah. more, too. L.A. Knight. He's even more over now than he mm-hmm. was before. But getting off that little mystery uh, theater idea there. Gable defeated Ivar, which was great to see. Kind of makes you wonder if maybe Gable is going to be facing Gunther at WrestleMania. You know, Brock is out. Who does Gunther face? He was one of his best uh, contestants. It was a Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. I just saying. They, no, they work. They work do. well together. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm looking for something new here. I'm, I'm, we really got to start looking at how we move forward with Gunther. You know what I would really like? I don't want it to necessarily go back to where we're at right now in in uh, Attitude Era, but I wouldn't mind a little hot potato with your world championship if it means a little something. If Gunther all of a sudden drops his fucking Intercontinental Championship, he's a contender, Drew's a contender, Sammy's a contender. Let everybody just get, really go at it. You know how many great main events you can make out of all those guys together? And then mm, Punk comes yeah. back. Punk or... Can take, Imagine Punk versus Gunther. He'll take some chops. Oh, definitely. He'll get um, injured again, but he'll take some chops. He'll, he will get injured again. What if uh, Precious cashes in for the IC title? Wow. I never actually thought about that, but that's not a bad idea. I mean, then you don't have to worry about rushing it and making his cash in stupid. It makes look Gunther look okay because if he just has a match that was a good one and he retains and Priest and Judgment Day just come in and beat the ever-loving piss out of him and Priest just pins him, boom, I see title. They can have a feud. Um, yeah, go from there. Pop would be pretty amazing, I think. Unexpected, too, yeah. You know? I was going to say unpre- unprecedented. Yeah. Interesting. I like that take. You know, we should do a podcast together where we talk about this <laughs> shit. My only problem with that is, does it? Or go yeah, ahead. yeah, right. Yeah, it, it might, it might look, make him look a little weak because why would you do that? Why would you cash in for the IC title, not the world title? You know what I mean? Because, because it's crowded I'm not already. To go after Seth, he's hurt. I'm going to go after this guy who has a 600 day plus reign. I don't know. Yeah, uh, something. I thought Jade Cargill was going to somehow make her way into this Battle Royal on SmackDown, your last chance Battle Royal. But instead, they go, hey, everybody, Raquel Rodriguez is back. Here's your big pop. And as well as a pop, here's a win. Yeah. So they threw her into the women's elimination chamber match. Now, Becky comes out, blah, 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 blah. I did you hear it? I almost wanted to put together a whole comp again. I go, I don't have that kind of time. That's a lot of breaths. uh, She's interrupted by Liv Morgan, which I don't know, man. Liv has a very uh, good. Let me see what the right word is. A good uh, case that she's pleading. You know, I was a, a tag partner with Rhea Ripley. And then when she turned on me, I became a two-time tag champ with Raquel Rodriguez. And she goes, and I was the last person to beat Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley's the one who put me on the shelf. I'm like, God. I'm like, some people have actually kind of called possibly Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. I hope to God that doesn't happen. I actually would rather see Ripley versus Nia versus Becky versus Liv. I don't give a shit. Like, put a lot of women in there and let Rhea beat the fuck out of everybody. You know what I mean? Be like, that's how dominant sure. mommy is. 
I still think Becky's mm-hmm. walking away from the the chamber as the winner this coming Saturday. It would make sense. I mean, you know, she's still somehow still pulling a pop. I, whatever. Meh. Meh. Well, well, we'll get to the chamber in just a minute. Uh, Jim Uso screwed over Jay Uso in the main event with the as soon as he got the splash on Gunther. One, mm-hmm. two, ding, 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 and didn't stop. And as soon as I I heard a couple of dings and it kept going, I go, God damn, it's Jimmy. It's got to be Jimmy. And as soon as he pulled the hood back, the crowd popped hard. And mm-hmm. I called that motherfucker. I said, he's going to get close to winning the title against Gunther, and fucking Jimmy's going to cost him it, and that's how they're going to face at WrestleMania. Here was the issue with that, how this whole thing went off the air. Uh, Jimmy... Goes to hit a splash on his brother, but he was way too far across the ring. The first one, it was basically like an elbow to his brother's abdomen. And then they show the <laughs> ending of SmackDown or the ending of uh, the match with Gunther and all this stuff. All of a sudden, Jimmy is now in the middle of the ring, or Jay is in the middle of the ring, much closer to a rope. And Jay does another splash. I go. They needed a really good one for promo package for WrestleMania. They made him redo it, and it was right in front of the WrestleMania sign and everything. <laughs> Can we get a reshoot on that, please? Smart way that they did it. I mean, shit, they used to have SmackDown. They'd be like, all right, we're going to have to have these guys go redo this match over again. Huh? We're, we're going to watch this again? <laughs> we just here's saw it. I know. Uh, here's something else I want to call. We are about to get a unprecedented thing happening at WrestleMania 40. Remember, it's TKO. It's Endeavor, right? They own WWE and the UFC. Not only did we have a couple of movie stars, we had a, a boxer, no-name boxer, a no-name bull rider, um, I don't know. The whole fucking... <laughs> do you see how many random people... I was like, a bull rider. Really? They're like, a on the way rider, in, were yeah. they just checking? Excuse me, what do you do for a living? <laughs> I'm a school teacher. The fuck on. Get out of here. A bull ride. What'd you get? Second place. That'll do. He's first place. That'll do. <laughs> and they had the entire drunken executive team of Netflix there as well. Which was great. And I say drunken team because the one lady, they're like, it's the team of Netflix. And everybody stands up, you know, like uh, like it's all the whoever. And the one lady's like, woo! Right. I'm wasted! Dr- drunk- <laughs> yeah. drunk lady yell. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, she was she was white girl drunk. Uh, but on that, on that part where I said how they came in from, with the camera from outside all the way through the... Uh, uh, the area where all the food is and everything like that. You go right into the arena, you see everything. And then, bam, they're by the floor, and they just decide to hand a microphone over to Michael Chandler. Okay. <laughs> he apparently is in the UFC. And this dude decides to call out Conor McGregor directly in front of the WrestleMania sign. With it in the background, him screaming, looking at the camera. It'll be our first time ever at WrestleMania. It's either going to be an octagon or it's going to be uh, something in the ring, maybe fight pit. Bro. I don't know. Bro, oh my I God, never even thought Riddle. about that. I never even thought about that. Dude, 
Think about in the middle of WrestleMania just having a shoot MMA fight. Straight up. It's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. I hope you're right. I'll actually applaud but you this time for getting something right. Do they do it in the ring? Do they do it in the ring, or do they put like some form of caging up? I mean, they're used to an octagon. I mean, do they make it fight pit style? Fight pit style, yeah. You got to have a cage up. They could probably put it together and take it down. The amount of time that they do so many fucking promos in between matches at WrestleMania, right. you could very easily Definitely. do it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Man. It's going to be McGregor versus Chenandler Bong. I uh, come. WrestleMania, it's happening. You know why? Brock's not around. We got to get someone else in there that makes yeah, us all forget true. about Brock. And that's why Braun Breaker's here. Mm-hmm. Well, good stuff on Raw. Uh, I was pretty uh, impressed with uh, how things went. We do have the Chamber this coming Saturday, so let's just let's talk about it here. What do you think headlines... Um, well, you know, it's funny because we talked about, you know, originally we didn't think there was even going to be a men's chamber, right? Mm -hmm. Figured they would just focus on the women's. I kind of feel like now that they have a men's one, they're going to close with that. I think, I think, I hate to say this, I think Rhea's due. I think let her close elimination chamber in her hometown. Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, it is her hometown. Yeah, that would be pretty fucking cool. I'm down with that. I'm 100% down would, with that. I mean, just imagine. You know Nia's got to go to the ring first as your <clears throat> your challenger. Right. I don't even want to think about what the entrance is going to look like for her. But oh, I already saw what it looks like. This thing is a giant stadium. I saw a, mm. an early picture of a ring in the middle of the fucking field. This thing is going to be a packed house. And it, it, just imagine the the fireworks, the entrance, all of it. This could be pretty big for Rhea to headline a pay-per-view. Probably your best chance of headlining because you know you're not going to headline WrestleMania in any chance this year. Both nights are probably going to get held by, by a men's match. Yes, definitely. There's just too much going on to, to bypass that. Yeah. So I think hopefully she gets that. Um, and I say Rhea retains. Everyone's already saying, I want Rhea at WrestleMania, Rhea at WrestleMania. No one's saying Nia Jax. If she fucking Mm -hmm. upset her in Perth, and then you get, she gets her rematch at WrestleMania, and Becky Lynch gets her match, it's a triple threat. I'm just saying, I've been calling this triple threat somehow. I don't even want to know what the crowd will look like if Nia Jax won this fucking title in the middle of Australia. Oh, that would be death. That would be death. Listen, it'd be one thing if you wanted Nia to win it, which, again, I don't know why you would want that. You don't need to have your fucking every contender get injured. Don't fucking do it. Why? She's doing it anyway. Title or not, she's already fucking doing it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, never mind. I retract my previous statement. Um, Man. Yeah, but you know what? They're like, we could throw anything. We're in Australia. You could throw a whole fucking kangaroo at her, and it doesn't matter. Look at her. She's not going to fall down. (laughs) <laughs> my hole oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well alright let's give some other uh, ideas I, I think we both in agreement women's chamber I'll give Liv Morgan a second place but I'm pretty sure Becky takes the win 
Yeah, again, you know, for some reason people like her. So they're going to keep pushing her. It makes sense. It's good for business. As long as she doesn't beat Rhea. So you have uh, the men's chamber. You have Drew McIntyre, L.A. Knight, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul. I'm saying Drew. I mean, I think Drew's the front runner. Yeah. I think it comes down to Drew and L.A. Knight. First person out. Sure. Ooh, God. First, I say first person out is going to be, sadly, Bobby Lashley or Orton. But, I mean, there's no way Logan Paul's going to yeah. be the first one to go out because that's WWE for you. No. Yes. I Here's the thing. You know, as much as I hate the Paul schmucks, uh, Logan, again, I'll say it again, he's good. He's a good wrestler. He deserves to be in there, and I think it was a smart move to put him into this match. Dude, what if? What if he he wins this shit and he has to go up against Rollins? You know, oh my god! No, you want to say you want to see Seth be the most over face at WrestleMania? Hey, that's your match. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Hey, fine. Let him win. Let him beat Rollins, and then Priest can cash in right after. I'd be okay. Oh my god! You want to talk about a bunch of pops all together? Holy shit! Okay, yeah. okay, like you said, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm coming up with all kinds of shit today. <laughs> here's one I want to throw out. Truth knows he is out of Judgment Day. He has faced uh, off against him. And the video package this past Monday, Priest is the one part where he goes, everybody loves Truth except me. Bam, boots to the face. It was one of the big things. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a... It's, uh, the new Catch Republic, um, I might even call them that, Dunn and Bate yeah. are going to be taking on Judgment Day as well at this pay-per-view. He's not fucking named to be there, but what if Truth just somehow shows up and fucks them over for the tag titles? Good place for a good pop. Especially yeah. if it's going to be your only title change. I mean, I guess that's the question, man. Uh, as much as I love everything with truth, do we really want him determining, you know, who gets titles and stuff? You know, being the cause of that. Do we really want it? Yes, because then level? we can put then we can put Priest on his own way to being in that world title picture when all those things happen, like you just said. Yeah. All right. All right. So, one thing I do gotta say is that so again, San Jose Monday. And two things have been announced. It is going to be the New Day versus Imperium in a street fight. And the promo is pretty good with Woods and Kingston, and they had their kendo sticks. And then the other match announced is Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura again. I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, it seems pretty decent. So my thing yeah. is, is after the chamber, I, I, I think I got to see what happens at chamber and if it's worth going, you know what I mean? And I'm, we'll see if I'm going to go to San Jose. We'll find out. In the hey, field. You know what? Well, I told you to go in the field. You could at least go watch a GCW event. You won't even spend money on that. True. You gotta, True story. You got you got to work hard for this show, okay? You I am not spending. <laughs> yeah, too hard to spend it on that shit. Well, fair enough. <laughs> well, maybe next week, if I do go, I'll have some interesting things to bring to the table. But for this week, 
Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! I'm not really sure who is in charge of uh, creative when it comes to... I love that you're doing the Tazawa dance right now. Thank you. <clears throat> Are you doing it to the new rap song that I sent you? Because... It is absolutely one of my favorite things ever. I don't know who's in charge of creative over in TNA. Not Scott Demore. Nope. <laughs> but you got this guy, Joe Hendry. Hendry. He... Hendy. Hendy. Whatever. <clears throat> Hendry. Go fuck your mother. So Ew. he has been feuding with Flop Dalla. Or France, AJ Francis, or whatever the fuck his name is over yeah, there in, in TNA. And, well, Flop Dollar did a rap on Hendry a couple of weeks ago. So Henry did his own version of a rap back. Here's just a little snippet of it. You're 300 pounds, but you can't sit still. You spent all your money on hospital bills. From jumping out the ring and being a nuisance. Your dives invalidate TNAs and shootings. You made a song for me, but I'm too fast. Every time you dive, you laugh on your ass. You are, you are, bad from diving. You are, you are, bad from diving. Here, so you went to the sea. You traveled the ocean so you could be free. But you paid a bunch of models to get on your boat. But they all laugh when you hit the top rope. There's only two things that you need at sea three hot women and your best friend Steve. You are, you are, bad from diving. You are, you are. Fantastic. Again, whoever put this together, good shit. Tommy Dreamer, whoever's over there in charge, this was great. Um, if you have a chance and you want to watch the entire video, it's way better than hearing the audio because especially the part where, man, it's awesome being on a boat with two models and a guy named Steve, and you see the whitest-looking guy, Steve, with red hair and a red mustache. It's so fucking good. Watching the wrestling dummy hit the top rope and flop over oh. the same exact way he did on SmackDown, I'm like, like good for good for flop for like leaning into this and and going with the joke. But oh my god, as soon as I saw this, I go, <laughs> oh, I gotta send this to you. Oh, this is so good. You don't even need yeah, to watch it. No TNA, just oh, it's just watch it. It's so good. You're like, wait, is that is that is that top dollar? Nope, that's flop dollar. <laughs> flop dollar. <laughs> All right, what yeah, do you got great. this week? I, I just had a thought the other day, and uh, I, I found this quite amusing. Uh, we've known each other, what, 15 years, 20 years? Been a long time. Mm, hang on, I can tell you exactly. Probably since about 06. 06. So, yeah, math. Close enough. <laughs> 17 years, something like that. Yeah, it's we'll 18 that. years. Close enough. 18, whatever. Yeah, that's right. It's 2024. I forgot. What was one of the first things we bonded about and still bond about, uh, you know, to this day? Music. Music. Always 100%. Music. And yet here we are doing a wrestling and movies podcast. 
I know, it's really weird. I, 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 I've thought about that. I was like, at some point, maybe we should quit the, the movie part and start doing music. Then there's days when I watch wrestling, I'm like, let's just quit wrestling and just do music and movies all the time. Exactly. It's funny because some of my favorite things that we talk about, zero to do with wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, non-wrestling top topics, they're good. But sometimes oh, yeah. I think they, they go a little, you, you say some weird shit. <clears throat> always <laughs> but for just all the other stories that we just take on random tangents i'm like the hidden tracks alone are just a, that's sometimes the better shit it's really funny absolutely you say that, though. yeah it's why aren't we doing one about music that's so weird hey maybe we can that'd be a top topic sometime hey you know what maybe one day too much will happen with wwe everything will suck and we'll just give up on everything and just flip over <laughs> There you go. Maybe there'll be another pandemic coming up, and we'll have plenty of time on our hands to just start. You a second shut podcast. your whore mouth. <laughs> Let's go to ninety nine. Monday Night Wars. He's got a power bomb in here. Jack Jack Jack. Oh. him up. Raised up. Got. He hooked on the shoulder. He's hooked on the head. He. If it is on pay-per-view buys alone, why this is the third most successful WCW pay-per-view in history, I mean, I'm still baffled by that. I know I brought this up well over an hour ago, but I still cannot understand how this is the most successful pay-per-view. Quick little rundown on what we have here. We have a tag title match that is going to be between Barry Windham and... Kurt Hennig, and it's a vacant tag team title match, uh, against Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. And if Malenko and Benoit win, win it's going to go to a second fall. Potential. We have Bam Bam Bigelow versus Goldberg. Not potential. Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Hmm. In 94, I was intrigued. In 96... I said, okay. In 97, I said, why are we doing this? In 99, ditto. And what I feel is one of the biggest disses and mistakes in WCW history, in my personal opinion. And we'll get to it when we get there. So enjoy this third most successful pay-per-view ever. 
or not, like we did. Uh, let's see. It's February 21st, 99. It's Super Brawl 9 in Oakland, California. We op- Opening shot is Tori. I keep referring to her as Tori. We only know uh, her as hotel. Blonde Slot, who is sitting on a hotel bed right now. Mm-hmm. Ordering food again. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she's covered in towel, sitting on the bed. Ask the mystery man what they're going to eat. <laughs> as skinny as this broad is, she's always talking about food. Uh, the stun, you see the stun stick Much in bed. Much easier when you're throwing it up. You can eat a whole fucking steak. Oh, that's when you're true. Gonna I didn't yeah. think about that. I didn't think Tastes about that. the same in and out Yeah, the in and out burger. So, uh... The the mystery man hands her tickets to Super Brawl, and she gets super excited for some reason, and she wants to go shopping for something to wear. When we go to the arena, we see uh, new ta- the new tag titles, because not only are they getting new champs, they have new tag titles. Uh, they're in a case at the top of the ramp. We see a promo package on the two remaining teams. As you mentioned, it's Benoit Malenko and Hennig and Wyndham. Um, I thought the finals were going to... I was so confused about this. I was so confused so, the way they explained it. I can explain. It is a oh, double I know. elimination tournament. Yes. Mm-hmm. Benoit and Malenko have only have already lost once. Right. Henning and, and Wyndham are yes. So yes. that's why no. if they won, it would go to the second fall. I, I, I it was just the way they laid this out. This is not typically how that works in a double elimination. I don't think, but anyway. Uh, it was just confusing, and I didn't even realize, maybe I missed it, that this was because the Outsiders vacated the title. I don't remember yes. that ever happening, but okay, fine. Uh, first match, it's Disco Dishwater versus Booker T. I'm get a recap of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> you like that new one? That's like my that favorite one? one you've done in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to use it again. <laughs> We got a recap of Thunder. Disco approaches Stevie Ray and Booker, who are talking backstage. And Disco goes, whoa, what is this, a brother thing? Yikes. So Booker naturally chokes Disco out. Um, Booker wins, gets a good pop. Uh, Disco, just to make him even more of a shitbag, he so blatantly moved into position for the final move. Like it was, it was terrible. It's like, oh, let me scooch over a little bit this way. All right, let me turn a little bit. All right, I'm good, Booker. It's fucking terrible. He's terrible. He is terrible. Jericho with Ralphus versus Saturn. Ralphus is wearing a dress and earrings. Jericho is wearing. Uh, maybe it's Prince Ikea's old shirt that he used to wear. I don't fucking know. Uh, Scott Dickinson has served his 30 days and is the ref for this match. And he actually comes to the ring with Jericho. Jericho cuts a promo on Saturn before the bell. Saturn wins. And if Saturn wins, he can stop wearing the dress and Jericho has to wear it. At one point, Saturn rolls Ralphus into the ring, rips his dress off, hits a DVD, doesn't go for the pin, hits a DVD on Scott Dickinson, and just leaves. Apparently, he doesn't mind the dress. Life's a drag. Next, we get Chavo versus Kidman for the Cruiserweight title. They were partners in the tag tournament. Um, and they also mentioned that not only did this tag team, which didn't exist before the tournament, broke up, but the Faces of Fear broke up again. <laughs> Do you remember when they, we talked about it being the tournament? Didn't they just break up? And you're like, yep. yeah, I thought so. Now they're back together again. And then they broke up again. Oh, my God. WCW is doing fantastic storyline work right here. 
Yeah, yeah, wasting one of your best tag teams, too. Uh, we find out that Luger has a torn bicep from a match on Thunder, and Nash says he has a partner to take his place. Kidman retains. All right, so here's your tag championship match. Uh, let's see. There's a. I saw something weird. Benoit and Malenko are, run, are coming up the ramp. They're coming to the ring, right? There's a guy 10, 15 feet behind him, and he's taking signs from the crowd. Hmm. He already had Perfect one in his hand, and he some. took another one. That's what I'm thinking because there were a lot of shots that on the uh, aisle, on the entrance ramp, you would see signs specifically for whoever was in that match. And it would change constantly. So I think they were blatantly planting signs. Like they weren't even trying to hide it. Well, trying to hide it would have been fine. Not shocked. Here's why. Now, in 1999, no. Why even bother going that route? I mean, are you really trying to get people to do that? I mean, even now, they I don't think they really try to plant too much. Sometimes you see like, like those Cesaro section signs, right? I'm like... Did someone print out 100 copies and hand them out there in their section? Or did WWE hand them out? You get a little curious when you see a certain amount in one section. But in 1994, I think I may have talked about this one a long time ago, but uh, that boy and I went to, uh, it was like a multiple superstars taping in one night. Mm. And right before Doink came out, they handed us a couple of fucking Doink masks. And we were on TV going, because we were in that front row area. Use us. Here's a couple of masks. Oh, by the way, keep them. No, I was just going to ask. Back like the signs uh, that they're doing here, but I have seen planting like this happen before. I also Mm. haven't seen it in a very long time. I have not seen it since probably the Attitude Era began. Right. Because. Everybody was buying their own shit. And even now. Yeah, seriously. I don't know. But good point. So I actually didn't notice the guy walking up behind him for that. Yeah, it was weird. Threw me off. All right. So Benoit and Hennig actually have a pretty decent match to start off. It was good. Those two work really well together. It was hard hitting. Hennig obviously bumps like a madman. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, there was an odd spot for the finish. So Malenko has the cloverleaf on Wyndham. And Hennig breaks it up. So Benoit corrals Hennig, and he just locks in the cloverleaf again. I don't know if Hennig didn't remember the finish or what was going on there. It was just odd to do it that way. Yeah, it did look kind of odd, but I was like, but they also half sold it like it was supposed to happen. Mm. Rather than looking like, oh, shit, what do we do? They just went right back to it again. And I think it was good cover up. It was a little wonky. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we get a 30-second break in between the next match because Wait, so what you're – wait, you missed this. So, what, yeah, okay, yeah, Benoit and Malenko, that was the tap out right there. With that, that was the tap uh, out, yep. Yes, okay. So they get the fall, so now it goes to the, fi- the final match to see who wins the titles. <clears throat> Commentary mentions there's a 30-second break in between the matches. <clears throat> but the horseman just beat down Hennig during the break. Malenko goes right back after Wyndham. But at this point, Barry Wyndham has taken off his belt, and he's kind of got it in almost like a noose form. And when Malenko comes in, he just puts it around Malenko's neck, and he chokes him out, does a good job of hiding it from the ref, 
and actually just pins him and gets the three count. And Hennig and Wyndham are your new tag champs. I was absolutely fine with them winning the titles. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to find out that this is going to be a two-fall match between these guys. They go, oh, good, finally. Some uh, there's going to be a classic piece of wrestling that I've never watched. I didn't watch this pay-per-view obviously back in the day. Didn't know this was going to be a, it's basically, if you want to call it two out of three falls match, but you know, it's two falls in a way, but you know, two matches. I'm cool. All right. Motherfucker. 15 seconds into that match and he pins him and I go, Oh, WCW. Oh my God. Are you shitting me? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I was hoping for something really good. And then that happened. But um, they address it, obviously, come Nitro, but it still just pissed me off so much. I was just really wanting a good match. It was a good match, yeah, I mean, though. The first it was a good match. all the way up to that was a very good, hard-hitting tag team match. Absolutely. And it's, it was a diamond in the rough of what a WCW pay-per-view was at this time. Mm-hmm. It was four guys who could actually go. And Hell yeah. for me to say in 1999, I'm over here going... Yeah, man, Barry Windham was putting on a good match. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Hennig, no problem. The other two, I was, of course. I mean, and that's the funny thing. You got to figure, I mean, I was I was watching Windham and Hennig 10 years prior. Same. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, so, I, yeah, well, not 10 years prior. I saw Hennig, uh, obviously, in 90 and, or 89 and 90 in WWF, but also for... Yeah, that was 10 me, years ago. So, yeah. Well, I mean, also for both of us. Uh, we covered the Survivor Series in 1996. Stalker was there. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Windham was right. there. Right, the Stalker We're over here watching there. this dude yeah. as a Stalker, and now he's oh over here God. as a WCW Tag Champ, but he's actually just being himself. Um, mm. They're just a couple of rednecks, and what I like about it is I think we're on the way to the West Texas Rednecks or Roughnecks or whatever the fuck their names were, uh, where they're like the singing band and everything. Yeah! Hennig's from Minnesota. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, next you get Nash, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall versus uh, uh, Scott Hall is taking Lex Luger's place. They're facing Ray and Conan for either Ray's mask or Elizabeth's hair. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Sorry, my eyes itching. All right, they come out. They have replaced the tag team uh, title case since they've been won with a barber chair. Not like a good yes. gimmick, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so Ray gets tossed around and gets some offense in. Nash does the DX chop to Conan in the corner. We get the double clothesline spot. Both men are down. We see Luger whisper something to Liz, probably reminding her to get more pills. Ray hits a springboard flip on Nash and knocks him out. Uh, they, they say that when his legs come over, it clocks him in the head. It doesn't, but whatever. It is what it is. Liz distracts the ref. Hall hits the outsider's edge on Ray. Rolls Nash on top of him. Outsiders win. And, yeah, Ray has to take the, may something, the mask off. Uh, they, yeah, it's it's not a good day. The only thing that this you know what This is what I, I was out, talking about at the beginning. I'm like, it's a disgrace. Yeah. It's it's fucked up that yes. they did this to him. It was one of the biggest things you shouldn't have done because, mm-hmm. look at WWE has never capitalized on that. They put it on the line against him and uh, CM Punk's hair. Right. Punk had to fucking shave his head. You know what I mean? they keep it as that's the one thing I will give WWE is they don't do, I mean, Kane unmasked and that's okay. But when it comes to a luchador, they actually mm-hmm. respect the culture mm-hmm. and the history of behind a mask. I hate that, that Bischoff did Bro, this still to this date. 
they were doing vignettes on how much it meant. And they did it anyway. Now, here is the one thing. They're selling the hell out of this. They already did this to Juventud Guerrera. No, that's true. <laughs> so <laughs> I forgot all about that. What's funny, though, is that when he takes it off, um, you've, I'm sure we've all seen it a million times, you know, through vignettes and shit like that, but he takes off the, the mask quickly, like, mats down the hair in case it's all over the place from being with the mask mm-hmm. on. He does that. And he's a, okay, all right, good-looking dude. You know what I mean? And it's funny because Nash looks at him and goes, oh, my God, Ugh. put it back on. Put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> he, Heenan says it's leave, leave it to Beaver. Oh, my God. That was a good one, too. Yep. So, yeah, right. Ray is unmasked, and here we go. Yay. Here we go. Yay. At least with Next this, gets... I think I'm going to like it. We're going to end up getting the filthy animals out of this really filthy soon. Filthy animals. Him and Kidman. Yep. Yeah. I, at least it's a good anti- authority group of young guys that at least they get mm-hmm. a decent push. But I also didn't fully watch during the era. I kind of tuned in here and there seeing them. So I'm actually excited to see the formation of when this will happen. Yeah, and it should be soon because uh, when we see Ray on Nitro, he's already wearing the the outfit that he typically wears. So yep. it's got to be coming soon. Uh, next, you get Scott Steiner versus DDP. It's a TV title grudge match. Steiner greets the outsiders and Luger on the way of the ring. Steiner goes to the guardrail and finds a chick, and she's rubbing his pecs, and he just picks her up, brings her into the ring, hands straight on her ass. She obviously never got in a ring before. We all get a shot. (laughs) Even Shivani got distracted for a second there. (laughs) I'll take one, please. Right? So uh, Scott gets busted open at some point. Buff comes to the ring to check on Scotty, and the two of them surround DDP. DDP shoves the ref aside and is able to hold him off. Buff goes back to the floor. Uh, Buff puts a chair on the apron on one corner, comes to the other corner, distracts the ref. Scott gets a chair shot in. Uh, Buff takes the buckle pad off using wire snips. Apparently, they're just using zip ties. So he's got a pair of wire snips, and he's just snipping them off. He gets the one off, and then the ref finally recognizes during the second one. Uh, sends Buff to the back. Steiner's pissed at Lil Nate and actually says, what the fuck, man? Uh, Steiner just chases Lil Nate and eats a lariat from DDP. We see DDP ends up getting run into the exposed buckle three times. Steiner recliner DDP passes out. Way to make DDP look like a bitch. Right. And the I'm only way mistaken, that they... Doesn't he become your world champ before Steiner? I could be wrong, but mm, that's a good question. Because I'm curious, like, yeah, why would you want to make him look like a bitch? He's like your best face right now in your company, or I, supposedly I, supposed to be. I think DDP gets it first. I think. Okay, maybe that's what I thought too. Maybe I'm wrong. The only they, they try to heal in the process to do it though. That's the fucked up part. Yeah. Ready so, uh, yep. <laughs> um, they tried saving this uh, to make DDP look strong by bringing out a stretcher. Uh, Steiner just kicks it over before he's put on there, and he walks away. So yeah, not not, how not many times look, I've actually. Good. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've actually was pretty pissed off while listening to you say this, and you're like, "Yeah, and little Nate and little Nate," and I'm like, <laughs> "Little Nate, okay." Well, it's funny because well, I'll get to it when I get to it. I think I I think I have it uh, documented somewhere, so we'll see. Mm. 
Next, you get Scott Hall with Disco Dick Nuts versus Piper for the U.S. title. Disco tries to interfere. Uh, Nash does as well. Hall gets a roll-up with his feet up on the ropes to win the title. It's a very, very short match. I'm guessing Piper just was <laughs> did not have the stamina anymore. And let's be honest, Piper was never much of a, a worker. His, you know, his storytelling was just in his... His Brawling. demeanor and his promos. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hall gets on the mic telling the ref to inform Piper who the new S champ is because he won't give the title up. Uh, and he just drops it at his feet. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. Piper powders. He yells something on the mic. It does the DX chop. And yeah, hooray. Yep. I just need to say if it sounds like there's a monsoon happening through one of our microphones, it's mine. Okay. <laughs> I don't hear it, so that's a good thing. If it looks uh, like I flip over in a couple of minutes, yeah. I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll press on. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Work on. It'll probably be the best show ever. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, it wasn't the best match on the card. Bam Bam Bigelow versus Goldberg and another grudge match, by the way. Uh, the bell rings at 2 minutes 18 and 45. The first lockup was 2 minutes later. Um, the only good thing about this match is that they actually make Bam Bam look like a legit threat to Goldberg. It's a 12-minute match. The heel's in control most of the time. Babyface makes a comeback, hits finisher, hooray. Goldberg wins. Let me ask you this question. It's all hitting me right now. Do you think Hogan had creative control and it was his idea for all of the finger poke of doom? Because a lot of people think that, you know, everybody's like, well, Nash won the title from Goldberg and, you know, he's the one dethroned him and it's like he was booking at the time. But kind of makes you wonder because Hogan's your champ right now and with all the finger poke of doom, all this shit, if we never did any of this, can you imagine how goddamn good Starcade 98 would have been with Mm -hmm. Bam Bam versus Goldberg? Like you're saying, the legitimate threat right now Bam Bam looks like. I would have rather seen this when Goldberg was a champion. Right now, to me, I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's a grudge match, like you called it. I'm like, it's just right. what's going to happen, one. what's the winner, what's the bullshit that's going to end this match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't. It was just, yeah, it was just Goldberg went over clean. That's it. Well, main event time, Flair. <laughs> Flair versus, it is, Flair versus Hogan world title. This is also billed as a grudge match by Buffer. So that's three grudge matches tonight. Uh, For once, Hogan actually doesn't play cat and mouse for five minutes before the match starts. They actually get right into it. Flair gets color early. He's bleeding all over the fucking place. Um, Hogan actually bites the open wound. Gross. Um, I, I have to say, Flair really did work hard to make this match feel important. It's not the worst Hogan match, especially of this era. And I know we've seen it before, but Flair really put in the work to fucking make this seem like a fight that meant something. Did it pay off? No. That's a different story that we're going to get to right now. Uh, Bulimic bitch comes to the ring. She gets on the apron. She starts yelling at Flair, slaps him twice. Doesn't work. Flair maintains control. She stays at ringside. Hogan kicks out of a pin and sends the ref uh, sends Flair right on top of the ref because we need a ref bump. Hogan elbow drops the ref just to keep him down. We see the, a man in a black mask and an NWO shirt, which is trying to be covered up by the leather jacket, but you can still see that it's a Wolfpack NWO shirt. All right. Um, and Com- Heenan says, oh, based on the way he's walking, it's Bischoff. Hits Flair with the stun gun. Hogan gets the win. 
Tori and the Mystery Man are in the ring. Tor, uh, Tori takes the mask off, and it's David Flair. They kiss. Um, commentary actually kind of undersold it at first. They did. David hits Rick with... Yeah, yeah, like, they oh, did not really. It's David! Can, uh, can you believe Yeah, I know. This? <laughs> That's pretty much it. You're not wrong. Um, um I was upset. Uh, very upset. Yeah. And yep. I told that's you. why I said earlier, like when you said Lil Nate, I'm like, oh, motherfucker, the real Lil Nate is coming out soon. And that's yes. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That, that, yep. That happens soon. But what kills me is here's where WWE is great on presentation and WCW. Not always. Tori rips off his mask and is directly in front of the camera and starts kissing him. The only reason you know it's David Flair is the fucking eczema on his face on the side Mad that rosacea. you can tell? It. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I was like, oh, the only reason you know it's his goddamn rosy ass cheeks over here that it's him. Uh, but yeah, like I said, like you said, they're just like, oh god, it's David Flair, son of a bitch. No, mm-hmm. good night, folks. Good night, folks. Yeah, have a good he, night, everybody. And he opens his jacket. Yeah, and he opens his jacket. Yeah, he opens his jacket. We already saw what shirt it was, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and we also saw who you just hit with the, the taser. Got a good idea who you're siding here with. You're not starting a new faction. <laughs> right. All right, I'm already pissed off. Might as well keep it going. What happened let's, on Nitro? Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's get through it. So uh, Shivani announces he's going to be mediating between Rick and David Flair. They have a, a little living room style set up in, uh, in the back somewhere. And we go to Berkeley for the Nitro party. And it's not Gene. It's Ricky Rackman. He's going to be doing these for five weeks. Do you know who Ricky Rackman is? Fuck yeah, you know who he is. Multiple levels of why I know who he is. Uh, one of the funny notable things that he did, if a lot of your recent people want to ever know, if you ever watched uh, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels, he was one of the main hosts on that. He's been around the, the music industry for a very long time. Yeah, I used to watch him on Headbangers Ball on MTV back Headbangers in the day. as well. He did that. Yep. Yep. Good shit. Uh, Which I was automatically, pe- I'm like, he's at the right place. Like you're saying, Berkeley, everybody is literally oh, on yeah. top of him. you like jumping mm. on him and screaming. I'm like, you can't do that but with Gene. He's like, get the fuck off me, pal. You're spilling my martini. Oh, I'm going to, yeah, I can't wait to get to that later. Um, we get a video package of the Nitro Girls and uh, at Cal Berkeley. Uh, they make sure they get their Cineburst ad in there. First match of the night is Jerry Flynn versus Mike Enos. Who's interfering? <laughs> Give it a minute. You know what? Nobody interfered. It was a wrestling match, and Jerry Flynn won. Two weeks in a row for Jerry Flynn. Uh, yeah, I know, right? He's on a fucking Just so you guys know, we are not talking about Jerry Lynn. Yes. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Uh, we see David Flair backstage in the uh, living room set with Tori, and he says, uh, it's my time to shine. He's acting like a little bitch. With rosy cheeks. Not yet, rosacea bitch. <laughs> That's a name for an episode we're not allowed to use. Rosacea Parks? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no fucking comment. And that's another one we're not allowed to use as a, a name. If we wrote down every name we said we weren't allowed to use. <laughs> yeah, no. It'd be a list in its own. Another top topic. 
Uh, Gene's in the locker room with Booker T. He cuts a promo on returning, and he says, we fin to turn it up. Going to be on like neckbone. All right. He's facing Bret Hart for uh, to see who the number one contender is for the U.S. title. Uh, my favorite segment of the night. It's a recurring segment, and it starts here. Vincent is in the locker room. He sees Scott Norton. He's like, hey, man, hope you had a good time in Japan. That's why we haven't seen Norton for a few weeks. He's been over in Japan mm-hmm. doing his thing. And uh, he says, yeah, man, I just want to let you know Hollywood put me in charge. And Norton laughs, and he goes, you're the man, huh? You're the man? All right, Vince, you're the man. <laughs> Next, you get Hippie Hammer versus Bam 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 wins. Next, you see Buff and Scott Steiner. They're on the Nitro Breakout Tour, the Road to Spring Break. Buff creeps on some chick in the gym. Scott says, it's time to get hard, man. Buff says, it's time to get laid, McMahon. What? <laughs> what? If someone takes a shit. I let me tell you something. Uh, speaking of Buff, if you haven't watched the most recent trailer for Dark Side of the Ring that's coming up soon, Buff is like, I, I played into it, you know, that that I am this guy, or whatever. And it's funny because the other thing, another wrestler, I forgot who it was. Like, we were like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch the Buff episode. That's going to be a good one. It should be good. <clears throat> so the lady uh, from the gym gives them a flyer for some party at some club. They go to the club and they leave. It turns out that lady stole their Hummer. Okay. And then they show up at a Goldberg photo shoot. And Scott, uh, Scott Steiner tells Goldberg he's next and they leave. It's tremendous videoing or... Uh promo packaging that we're watching. I can't wait to yeah. see what we're building towards. Next, we get Bret Hart versus Booker T. The disco, we see Disco in the production truck. He's asking for the specs for the transmission mm-hmm. feed. And he blatantly tells this tech, we're going to hide We're going to pirate the signal at the end of the show. This was watching two pussies negotiate with each other. It was. <laughs> oh, my God. You're <laughs> I can't do that. And he's like, but he has that like. He kind of sounds to me a little bit like Patrick Mahomes. Disco does. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to understand, at 10.50 tonight, you're going to have to put this on, or however fuck he talks or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. And the guy's like, well, I can't do it. He's like, we got to do it. Yeah. Horrible segment. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's funny you said two pussies arguing. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Uh, Shivani says he has to head to the back for mediation session between the flares. Uh, it is sad that there are two legends in the ring fighting a meaningless match. The crowd at least seemed into it. Uh, Booker gets a pin, reversing a sunset flip into a pin. He is now the number one contender for the U.S. title. Before break, we see Shivani in the living room set. Next, we get Disco Dingleberry versus Kaz Hayashi. And the first thing I said is, why is Kaz wearing Glacier's gear? Well, two seconds later, Shivani literally mentions that Sonny Ono bought it from Glacier. He bought everything from Glacier. And we'll get to that later. Shivani's back at commentary. We haven't gotten the sit-down segment yet, so I don't know why he had to leave. Uh, Disco wants to sing the national anthem, and it goes about as good as you'd expect. Thankfully, they cut the mic out. Yep. Uh, And Dirtbag wins. Next, we see Brian Adams welcoming Scott Norton back. Tells him the same thing. I'm in control. Norton already knows what's going on at this point. He's just laughing about it. He's like, all right, you're the man. You're the man. (laughs) 
God, the things they could have done with this guy if he just pushed him. I know we say that all the time about Norton, but yeah, the you man. make him look so goddamn like he's. You make him look like the man. Everybody's sucking up to him right now. By the way, I'm in charge. <laughs> okay, all right. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, failed yep, absolutely. Uh, we go back to Ricky Rackman. I will tell you one thing: the that tall brunette Nitro girl, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. She really had a thing for Ricky Rackman. Oh, they went to one of the rooms. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Dirty bitch. Uh, we see Heenan on commentary, and he's got a plaque. He won an award from WCW NWO magazine. Three out of the last five years for best commentator. <laughs> Heenan goes, should have been five. <laughs> I love him. Uh, next, you get Scott Steiner to the ring with Buff. Steiner brings another broad into the ring. Uh, and it's weird because after she gets in the ring, they pan to the crowd, and it looks like she has a twin in the, still in the crowd. I don't know if it's just they looked alike or they were actually twins or not, but whatever, man. Yeah. Anyway, he says, uh, all my hoochies come around. Calls uh, people, They're in Sacramento. He goes, my, you guys are Sacramento scumbags. DDP's not coming around. I put him in the hospital. He wanted to defend the honor of his wife. Now I have the honor to get on her and off of her for 30 days. He still seems to think he won Kimberly. <laughs> By the way, she's thrown out of a car. She's kind of in a coma in the hospital. You're going to get on and off her. It's going to get real weird. And, uh, she, and uh, this is great. He goes, she will call me big bad booty daddy. I like that wonderful uh and he says while you're in the hospital screaming in pain your wife will be on her back screaming my name gold jerry it's gold jerry gold <laughs> it's gold jerry <laughs> so this goes out to all my freaks out there <laughs> oh my god he's just getting rapier and rapier i mean i didn't realize oh, that was shit. his gimmick oh man uh, the Wolfpack music hits, and he goes, I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh, man. He says, uh, yeah, well, he wants to put WCW out of business, so we're heading down that road. He says, I hurt my brother. I hurt DDP. I'd, I'd hurt Sting if I could fight him. Uh, there's only one guy left, Goldberg, and I want him tonight. And Buff says, now hit the music. And Buff, and this is probably his best shining moment in WCW history, does the howl of the wolf perfectly in sync when they hit the music. It was it, it was great. It's funny you just said that was the highlight of his career. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, he hasn't fought for his mother on the uh, forklift yet, so. All right, Jericho with Ralphus versus Hugh Morris with Jimmy Hart. Ralphus is in a ball gown now. Jericho goes, "You you really must be... And he does the hand thing for a men in tights that Mel Brooks does. <laughs> you must be really be. <laughs> what, what is it? The Phalus? <laughs> no, we're straight. Just marry. <laughs> Ditch the dress, daddy-o. So I need to understand this. So so let's let's understand this here. The heel made him wear a dress. Saturn won. And doesn't have to wear the dress anymore, but he still is. And now Jericho doesn't want, yeah. And now Jericho doesn't want him to wear the mask or the the dress. Sure, okay, yeah, all right, fine. WCW, um, they, because WCW at one point 
Morris does a, a move off the top and almost hit, pulled a Sid Vicious. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, it was pretty humorous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From now on, when I think something's humorous, I'm going to say it's very Bill DeMott. Eh, that'll fail. Yeah, well, it is what it is. <laughs> the best part of this match is, uh, it, you know, at one point they go out to the floor and Jericho finds a bouquet of flowers just laying like at the bottom of the guardrail and hits Saturn with it. I don't know why they were there. But you know, often people like to bring flowers to wrestlers after their matches. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Um, Heenan fucking goes into a fucking three minute bit about Ralphus. It was, I didn't even really write much of it. I don't think I wrote any of it down. It got to the point where Shivani just gave up commentating for a few <laughs> seconds. And then the best part is they do a close-up of Ralphus, and he, he fucking knew because he just smiles like that. And he goes, Heenan goes, was his mouth open or was that the opening of the Golden Gate Bridge? <laughs> he is on fire. He, dude, they, were, they, were, they were howling. It had to you know, be two, like, three minutes straight. It's like, uh, all right, guys, I won this award tonight. Give me a couple minutes here. I want to have I, I want to have some fun here. Yeah, right. Awesome. Well, he fucking did it. He fucking did it. Um, it's a shame it happened during this match because all things considered, this was a pretty solid match, and these are two of our favorite guys of the time in WCW. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? So, uh, Ralphus grabs Morris's leg to stop the moonsault. Saturn comes in and rips off Ralphus's dress again. Uh, the ref leaves uh, the ring to check on Ralphus. Saturn comes in, hearts on the apron with a chair for Saturn. Saturn clocks Jimmy Hart, hits a DVD on Jericho. We get a close-up of Saturn, and he just looks at the camera, what are you looking at? <laughs> and then Morris and, Morris and Saturn brawl after the match. It was weird. Because WCW. Yep. Uh, we see video of Hennig and Wyndham after winning the titles at Super Brawl. They get jumped by Ben Moan Malenko, who both have their belts. Oof, that doesn't play well looking back, does it? No, man, that didn't even hit till right now. And yes. by the way, he didn't mean championship belts, obviously. You know, it's like yeah. how the match ended. Yeah, oh, wow. I guess looking I back, it was, was pretty... probably like, that's a, that's a good idea. I'm going to hold on to that one day. <laughs> I better put that in my back pocket. <laughs> I guess it was pretty build them out after all. Nash, Luger, and Liz. All right, this time it half worked. That was all right. Just today. Nash, Luger, Next and Liz. Next time you say it. <laughs> uh, Nash, Luger, and Liz to the ring. Nash has Ray's mask. Uh, calls out Scott Hall for taking shortcuts in the match. And he's like, you know what? So, you know, instead of us fighting again, why don't you come back and I'll give you back your mask. And he actually says it like that. It was pretty goddamn funny. As much shit as you want to talk about Nash, he was still fucking... When he didn't oh, care in WCW, it was still good. Um... And it's funny, he goes, I'll give you back your mask. Besides, Liz won't wear it. <laughs> we tried. I'm not riffing. I'm not riffing. That's what he actually said. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> tried to put it on her. We thought it'd be fun to fuck you. And, well, she didn't want to wear it. So, Pills. Tell you what's uh, crazy. Yeah, some... Put a lot of pills in her drinks. That bitch was still standing. <laughs> I don't know how Bill does it. I have no idea how Bill Cosby does it. <laughs> Some 12-year-old comes out. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio comes up, and he says, uh, it's not about the mask anymore. Now it's time for me to get what I want. His mask back? 
I'm just <laughs> Ray wants a piece of Nash. Nash calls Ray's outfit a ripoff of the No Limit Soldiers. <laughs> Again with the fucking twenty five year old references. <laughs> it's a good one though. <laughs> it is, and that's basically. So for those of you who aren't familiar with that, uh, he's wearing uh, the camo pa- pants and a was it a vest or a hoodie? Something like that, um, but it's it's not. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like that gray and black and white camo. Yeah, wasn't it a set of like overalls? No, no, it was pants. Oh no, no, this wasn't. No, yes, yes, it, yes, yeah, it was something yes, like that. Right. Anyway, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and he says, "If you want a beating, I'll give you one." Ding, ding. Ray gets a quick flurry in. Nash takes over. Uh, gets Ray up for the power bomb, but Ray starts landing punches. Nash falls back into a roll up. We get a fast three count, and Ray Mysterio beats Kevin Nash on Nitro. Yeah, um, all I could think is, well, can't wait for next week when Nash goes after the referee because it was one of the fastest counts I've ever seen in my life, and you know it's going to mm-hmm. be a part of it. Literally, it was like, like yep. I've never seen a count that fast besides Mike Tyson at WrestleMania. Yeah, right. So, yeah, there was that. Backstage, Horace is with Norton and Disco, and, Hor- <laughs> and Horace does the shtick, and Norton goes, so you're the man now. Let's not kid ourselves. Norton is the man. Gene's on the rant with Hennig and Wyndham. Wyndham says, hey, it's too soon for a rematch. And then Hennig says, we'll dictate when and who we defend these titles against. And if we feel they deserve a rematch, eh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Gene starts to, to lead the segment out into commercial. And Hennig just holds the title right in front of Gene's face for about a second or two. It was fucking great. Uh, you, you know that that was just him fucking with Gene just for fun. Good for him. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, so now Norton has finally made his way to Hogan, and he wants answers, and Hogan does the same old shtick. You know, well, we tried some things out, see if anybody step up, but you're the man. And Norton says, all right, I'm going to go take care of some things. So the cat comes out with Sonny Ono, and he comes out to fucking the fog machine and the fucking Glacier's laser light presentation and everything. The lasers are hitting him in the face and shit. You can see him selling it. Why didn't they Why didn't they not get more out of the cat? I, we're seeing it. We're about to. Let's see what happens. Now he says, where's my James Brown music? I don't want to come out to this redneck music. We see the black and white watching in the locker room. Norton comes in and Disco's like, hey, man, Ernest Miller's calling you out again. <laughs> Norton goes, that's old news, son. Disco's like, no, 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 no. Norton's like, F that. So he fucking power walks to the ring. Cat gets in a few moves, but ultimately it's a squash. Norton beats the shit out of him. Yep. All right. We get Steiner with Buff versus Goldberg. Buff tells Buffer there's only one Buff and you ain't the stuff. Wow. Uh, Buff says Goldberg isn't here tonight. Steiner tells uh, one of you, he, he sees somebody in the crowd and he goes, you white trash, get in here because I'm going to whip somebody. Uh, and Goldberg music uh, eventually hits. There's 15 minutes left. We still have the flare sit down and the pirating of the feed, neither of which have, have, have happened yet. And this full match, Goldberg, yeah. press, Goldberg press slam Steiner. Steiner puts Goldberg against the ropes to set up an Irish whip. And Goldberg's head goes over under the bottom rope, and then he comes forward and guillotines himself. How the fuck do you even do that? <laughs> it's like what happened to Brown Breaker a couple of weeks back at that pay-per-view where he went real fast and hit his head there, but like this, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do this, but it's pretty special. 
Yeah, it was fucked up. Uh, Buff has the wire snips again to expose the buffle, the buckle. The ref tries to stop him, so Buff just takes out the ref. Steiner ends up getting thrown into the exposed buffle, buckle. Spear to Buff. I'm saying Buff so much, I just keep... Rick Steiner comes back out of nowhere, hits a double Steiner recliner. Not Steiner. See? Oh, God, I'm done with this. Rick Steiner's back, everybody. <laughs> Steiner recliner with the buffer and the stuffer. I was enjoying it. Who won the match? Yeah. Uh, Goldberg. Okay. Under actually, you know, you know what? We have no idea because they actually never announced it, and they never announced it if it was for the TV title, and you think it would be because it's the fucking TV title. And, yeah, so we actually have no idea what happens. That's that's so, really with WCW. That sounds about right. Next, we get softcore porn from the Nitro Girls. Okay. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, I don't know if hey, you're I looking for going. like a, a yeah, no, yeah, no, it was fun. No, 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 yeah. Uh, this goes back in the production truck, cutting the feet over. The tech says he can't do it. It goes against what I believe in. It says you do it, fucking pussies. So Sh- Shivani's in the living room. David and Tori are there. They're still waiting on Flair to arrive. David starts mouthing off, and uh, the limo arrives. Nash and Hogan are watching on the monitor, and the feed cuts over. It's a black and white video, as most NWO vignettes are. It's Tori and David sitting there. Dave's a simp, by the way. Oh, my God. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, We see Disco Dishwater in makeup and a bald cap as a reporter named Sal Manella. (laughs) David Flair David Flair says he's the new Yep David says he's the new Space Mountain Nash comes in Revising his role as Arn Anderson Somebody's in a mascot outfit I think it's Vince And I think it's supposed to be Mongo I think he was wearing a Chicago Bears. Yeah, but yeah, he's in an out, a mascot outfit. What the fuck is going on? Scott Hall comes in as Piper. Hogan comes in as Flair with a massive fake nose. He starts ripping his clothes off like Flair does. We get white noise and good night, folks. I mean, you want to look at the last two months on Nitro. This really wasn't the worst show they've done. <laughs> I'm not saying it was good. But if you notice that every single one of them, we've asked at least the same question every time. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, pretty much. And here we are again. Well, okay. Let's go to Raw. Let's go to Raw before we have to list off about 150 movies. <laughs> they they tease at the beginning that there's going to be an Inferno match tonight. Obviously, it's going to be in Taker and Kane. Uh, Vince comes to the ring. Cole uh, reminds the uh, TV audience about the envelope handed to Shane by Taker to give to Vince. Vince says tonight's not for the weak of heart. He puts over the Inferno match, and he says, we're going to have a roast, not the comedic type. Good timing. Vince is booking this match based on Taker's threat, and he says somebody's going to fry. He sells mania. Uh, Best sign I think I've seen since we've done this. Somebody made a fucking street corner sign, like two street signs that are at like a 90, they're perpendicular to each other. Yep. One of them was Know Your Roll Boulevard. The other was Jabroni Drive. 
Man, I feel like I remember seeing that not just recently, but maybe at some point in history. That's yeah. cool. Pretty fucking cool. Uh, so Vince calls Paul White to the ring. We get giant sucks chance. Yep. I thought that was cool. Um, let's see. They say mankind experienced the big nasty, and I single-handedly put the title on Rock's waist. Rock's music hits. He comes to the ramp. And Rock says, did this big jabroni just say that he single-handedly put the title on the Rock's waist? White says, I said it. Surprised you heard it through that thick skull of yours. Rock asks Vince, who the hell is this Rudy Poo? <laughs> and <laughs> the fans are actually starting to get behind Rocky. He says, uh, you should know your role and shut your mouth. White calls the Rock the pebble. Rock, also, Rock calls White a 500-pound bag of monkey crap. It almost, I don't know if this was inadvertent or purposeful or organic or if I'm just misrepresenting things or misunderstanding things, overanalyzing. Kind of seems like they brought Paul White in just to turn fucking Rock face. I mean, I don't know. I think he stays healed for a little bit longer after this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But anyway... At one point, White's had enough, so he just picks up Vince and puts him aside, goes face-to-face with The Rock. Mankind's music hits. He comes out, and on Heat, he pushed to be the second guest referee for the main event at Mania. And we see that Sacco has stripes painted on him. (laughs) And he wants to ref his very first match tonight, which is going to be Paul White versus The Rock for the title. Vince, not happy, tells Mankind to stay out of it, but White grabs the mic and says, What do you say, champ? Rock accepts... The first 15 minutes of Raw, and this isn't even the best Raw we've had recently, was better than the last 20 Nitros. Yep. I agree with that. We cut backstage after break. We see the corporation trying to keep Rock and Paul White apart. And then we get the Brood versus... Pubic Enema. <laughs> been a while since I said that. The crowd doesn't give two bits about a fucking piss. <laughs> they do like, not care. <laughs> every WCW person you bring over here, we're going to fucking boo. Until Chris Jericho. They didn't even boo. <laughs> they were sitting no, on they their didn't, hands. Yeah, they didn't care. Jesus. Two minutes in, Christian interferes. It's a DQ. Enema grabs chairs. The lights go out. They get the bloodbath. I actually wrote it as enema covered in blood. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that didn't end well (laughs) for anybody. We come back from break. The brood's being beat down by the ministry for losing the match. Then we get Val Venus joining commentary. We get Billy Gunn versus Shamrock to see who the number one contender is for the IC title. Um, The winner's going to face Val Venus at WrestleMania. Uh, Later in the match, Val Venus rolls Gunn back into the ring. Shamrock runs Val Venus into the post. Venus goes after Gunn. There's no DQ. But the rest come out and break it out anyway, break it up anyway. And then Ryan comes out, Shamrock yells at her, grabs her by the arm, and heads up the ramp. Yay. Yep. Vince is kind of getting over the, the whole picks. Ryan Shamrock thing, by the way. Yeah. It's, it, it, I, it went out a lot longer than I thought it was it actually had, had in the past. Same here. Uh, Vince is with the Rock backstage trying to calm him down. Then we get Sable in the ring with Kevin Kelly. He has Kevin Holder title. Uh, Kevin Kelly mentions Sable's recent attitude. This is just fucking terrible. She sees her fan, calls her to the ring. Says, maybe I was a little hard on you last week. We finally get her name, Tori. 
which is hilarious because I've been calling the other broad theory, so now we got to fucking figure that out. Uh, asks, what is it you find so fascinating about Sable? And Tori just lists a bunch of adjectives. It's basically about it. Uh, Sable tells her you're pathetic. You need to get a life. Sick and tired of all the blah, blah, blah. Luna comes to the ring. She's super soft-spoken and not with the edge and attitude we're used to seeing her with and says, we can't all be as beautiful as you. Some of us just have to deal with the cards we were dealt, but we don't use people. And tells Sable, the only reason you're champ is because of your looks. And I have to think one of the writers gave this to Sable because I don't think she has the brains to fucking come up with it on her own. But Sable had a good line. She goes, if you don't like the cards you were dealt, maybe you need to reshuffle the deck. Hit my music. When the fuck did Sable just turn heel? You know what I mean? Like, it just happened... Last week. ...randomly over, like, just for no reason. Yeah. I, I... Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. Whore. <laughs> Vince is backstage with Paul White trying to stop the match, and White says, hey, man, title will still be in the corporation when I win it. So D-Lo comes to the ring. On heat, Jeff Jarrett and Owen try to take D'Lo out. He cuts a promo on him. He says, come out here, face me like men. They do, and it becomes a two-on-one match. Okay, sure. PMS comes to the ring. Deborah causes a a distraction on the apron, and Jackie hits a top rope dropkick on D'Lo. And Owen gets the pin. They beat him down post-match. Still pissed off for killing a, what's-her-name's imaginary baby. Imaginary? (laughs) We see Mankind backstage practicing being a ref while spray-painting stripes on his shirt. The iconic look we've all come to love and adore. And we'll yep. probably be seeing for quite some time. So, we get the match next. Paul White versus The Rock for the world title. Mankind is the special guest ref. Vince comes out after Mankind before Rock and White come out saying this match isn't happening. Nice try, Mick. But The Rock's music hits. comes to the ring. Vince joins commentary. And it's a swerve. Paul White and The Rock just beat the shit out of Mankind. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I know, right? Who would have thought? I did. I actually remembered this episode very well, unfortunately. Oh, not one of their better ones. That's why I say unfortunately. A lot of it has just been what the last several weeks has been. Shamrock, Billy Gunn, and a little bit of Val Venus. And it's the same shit, rinse and repeat. Um, Minus the end. Yes. Yes. Uh, Blackman versus Draws. Draws was just reinstated after two weeks suspension for attacking Kevin Kelly. Uh, Blackman wins with a pump handle kick, according to Cole. And Draws uses Blackman's nunchucks on him post-match. They're really pushing this new attitude for Draws. And walks back up the ramp. While he can. Mm -hmm. We see Vince behind closed doors with Kane, telling him to fry Taker. We get a pre-record of Taker, yada yada darkness. And you get Goldust versus Val Venus in a non-title match. Uh, Val, Val, Val Boski may not be the greatest IC champ of all time, but he's already the biggest. And then the Blue Meanie attacks Val Venus, and Goldust gets the win. All right. First time I've seen this uh, guy get a win on Raw in a very long time. Shocking. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Yeah, they're far and few between these days. We see China and Shane backstage. China's just putting Shane over. And we get Bob Holly versus Bart Gunn for the hardcore title. At one point, a watermelon comes into play. Yeah, you heard me. A watermelon. Then a crate of bananas. Uh, then a bag of flour. 
Uh, then a guy in some weird mask comes out and throws gun off a ramp, off the ramp through the table, and Holly gets the pin. Is this WCW, and I'm just fucking having a stroke, or what? I don't know, but it's a lot to come. I mean, hitting each other with all those different types of vegetables, and Bart Gunn's going to be one by the time WrestleMania comes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Draws, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You want to share the same bus on the way there together? <laughs> Two chairs, one lift. Two chairs, one lift. Jesus Christ. Next, we get China versus X-Pac. Shane cuts a promo on X-Punk or X-Chump. And if X-Pac wins, he gets a shot at Shane at WrestleMania. Triple H is at ring sign to keep Shane at bay. Pac, ch- Pac chases Shane. Triple H just goes in the ring, hits a pedigree on China. And then X-Pac comes in and gets the pin. Seriously, is this WCW... X-Pac and Shane are facing each other at Mania. DX cuts a promo from the top of the ramp. Vince comes to the ring saying, anybody with a squeamish stomach who doesn't like the smell of burning flesh, you should leave now. Vince is holding that envelope, and he says, nobody does this to Vince McMahon. Maybe it's an NDA in there. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody shits on Vince McMahon. I do the shitting. I am the shitter. (laughs) You are the shitty. I was just going to say the same exact thing, and I just let it go, but good for you. Kane versus Taker, Inferno match. Main event, Vince joins commentary. Paul Bear comes out, and he brings out what looks to be like a hat box. Remember those old school hat boxes from back in the day? Mm-hmm. Probably see them in Maverick or Django. Um, says it, it tells him to open it. Vince opens it. It's a sweater! No, I'm, I'm just kidding. It's not a sweater. Uh, it's a teddy bear. And he looks very upset. They end up on the floor, Kane and Taker do. That's got to be a trial to get out of that ring. You know why he's upset? Hmm? It's the first thing he ever molested when he was a kid. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (sighs) What the fuck? Kane goes for a big boot. Now you're going to be looking at that teddy bear in a really different way. So Kane catches on fire, Taker wins. Taker approaches Vince, sets the teddy on fire. Vince drops to his knees and cries, no. I mean, it's better than Salmonella. Not many things are. <laughs> Would you rather be Disco Dishwasher or Salmonella? No. Man, choices in life. No. <laughs> Salmonella sounds like a really cool uh, name if you were like in a comedy movie. Th- I, think it's a fucking, I think it's a fucking Jerky Boys bit. Oh, really? Oh, it's a good one. Just Frank Rizzo, your cousin. All right, ZZO, open your fucking ears, jackass. You know what's funny about those uh, Jerky Boys? Great on audio tape. Not a good comedy movie. The movie was a failure. Mm-hmm. Didn't make the list, but here's some things it did. <laughs> Movies that make us, to quote from I Am the Walrus, oh, 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 ee, 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 ah, ah, ah. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, off to a great start talking about comedy. 
We do have comedy Jesus movies this week. And, you know, it's funny because I'm sure that we're going to end up having uh, a lot in common. And you said you had 46? I have 42 like maybe? That. I don't know. I didn't fucking write down how many I have. I've got a lot. I got 42 columns. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I expect nothing less. It was actually easy, though. And what's funny is that once you had one in your head, it just keeps going. And it's funny, like, when you look at my list, you're like, yep, that came out around the same time. Oh, same director, same director. You know, it's funny how, like, the list goes on. Um, I'll start it because, as I tend to always have the bigger one list, hmm. I want to make sure that, you know, I don't have to ramble off 44 at the end. And here's, you know, I said, like, the ones that come out all around the same time, right? I'll just name a couple. I've already used a couple I actually talked about a little earlier with you, I think, on break. But uh, Super Bad, Knocked Up, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Anchorman, Euro Trip, Road Trip, Pineapple Express, Zach and Mary Make a, por- Zach and Mary make a Porno. It's kind of a big, it's all the same people. You got your Jonah... Hill or your Seth Rogen or your James Franco, mm-hmm. any one of those same people, same people in all the movies. Anchorman, of course, being thrown in there and 40 year old virgin. So, any of those there make you your go. list? I was going to say probably not. Super bad and Anchorman. I don't, I forgot to put Pineapple Express on there. That was a good one. I love that one so much. I'm going to save you, man. I'm going to save you. <laughs> Y'all fucking in here. Stop. You love him. He loves you. <laughs> the dude that plays Daryl on The Office. He, yeah, he he digs. He they they go to the they had left the dinner and he just digs his hand in like the bowl of rice and he's like, still warm. <laughs> he's the best thing. <laughs> and he goes, I what can't smoke this. He goes, he goes, I can't smoke with you. And he goes, I got to go home. My wife he goes, you want to wear my sweater? Smell good. <laughs> he goes, I seen you t- I seen you pull a t- man's teeth out of his head. Sink it. <laughs> He's he's probably one of the funniest parts of that entire movie. It's oh so yeah. Good. Bill Hader actually is really hysterical in the very beginning. The whole thing where yes, he's testing <laughs> weed. And like, <laughs> Your dick, my mouth. Uh, uh. Aww. Such a good one. Nice. <laughs> All oh, right, man. take it away well, with your yeah. next uh, follow-up. I'm kind of doing what you, yeah, I'm kind of doing what I did on the suspense movies and kind of what you did right there. I'm just going to say Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein, yeah. Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Spaceballs, History of the World Part One, uh, The Producers. I yeah, I, I really don't think I need to say much more than that. Fucking classics. I quote them probably on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah, it's fucking Mel Brooks is the man. Uh, I'm just going to read down Surprisingly, my list Surprisingly, the only one I have on my list out of anything Mel Brooks is Men in Tights. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Yeah, that's cool. I know he's not really your cup of tea. I don't know. Have you ever seen uh, Young Frankenstein? Yes, I have. Absolutely. Okay. I, I fucking love that movie. Good movie. So good. good movie. Uh, so, yeah. So, there's that. Uh, I have these in no particular order, so I'll just go down the list. Rat Race. Nice. I have that on mine, too howled when i saw that in the theater especially the john lovitz scene is just fucking priceless you're talking about where they go to the the barbie museum the barbie museum klaus barbie also known as the butcher of vienna (laughs) his eyes just get really big dad did you just steal hitler's car (laughs) Ooh, wait what was i hitler's wife's name eva braun or his wife had some really 
Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, no, but he's like, yeah, it's like, ooh, she had some dark color. Oh, give me a kiss, and ends up having the Hitler mustache. Burns his mouth with the fucking lighter from in. Oh, it's such a good one. Flipping them off, that's good. Rowan Atkinson kills it in the movie. One of the very few movies I can take. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, little cock doggies. Uh, <laughs> cock doggies. I love the whole. Uh, we're ass. We're hauling ass. Good. <laughs> Rat race is so good. And you get an appearance by Smash Mouth. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Did you ever hear about the Smash Mouth thing? They were playing like a state fair in like Iowa. It was like a chili cook-off like in Iowa or some shit. And he got into it with the crowd. Like he was all oh, yelling. Oh, I've watched like, the video. Oh, God. It's so great. They're throwing bread at him. They're just throwing bread yeah. at him. <laughs> it was fucking cringy to watch. And you keep hearing... The song for All Star, which is playing. in Rat Race. The band's still playing. The boom, boom, boom. It's waiting for someone to do the somebody months to him. And he's like, boom, 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 boom. Yo, fuck this guy right here. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great. Uh, I'll do two more. Half Baked. Oh, yeah, of course. Classic. Something we've talked and, about uh, on the show many, many a time. And probably have done. Uh, and My Cousin Vanny. Two Utes. Two Utes. Let me ask you a question. You see a little, you're a little deer. You put your little deer lips to the stream, and next thing you know, bam, your brains are all over the fucking ground. Let me ask you, you give a shit what the cocksucker that shot you was wearing? Uh, between that and, uh, what is it? Sunny, the, the, Hit the other guy. That's not. That's not Ralph Macchio. Whatever his name is. The yeah, yeah. When Macchio's sleeping, and he comes in and doesn't realize Vinny's the lawyer, and he thinks he's just another roommate there, and he's like, "You're gonna get <laughs> fucked either way." <laughs> <laughs> it's such oh, a good shit. movie, and it's the the whole uh, the guy, I don't know, that's not a 20 with a bunch of ones wrapped around at the asshole at the bar, and then just walks up the day of the whole suit with you doing JR thing. Runs up, just punches him, grabs the money, and leaves. Such, just so good. Yeah, classic. That's a, with the, the guy, I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, it's a counteroffer. Okay, that's a, that's what me, a lawyer, that's what we call a counteroffer. Let me tell you, my I think I'll just take my money now. I, like, I could use a good ass kicking. I can tell you that, that's for sure. God, that's one of his best movies. He didn't do enough comedies. He did do Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, which was pretty good, where he works mm. for like this mobster, um, yep. and Christy Swanson is dating that this dorky guy. Pretty good movie. Uh, the other one, have you ever seen him? The Super, where he has oh, to yeah. be a landlord in one of his own slum neighborhoods, and he mm-hmm. is the white guy. And everybody else is either uh, Mexican, black, whatever. It was, you know, everybody but him. And it was fuck. It's such a good movie. I love that one. Yep, I think uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is, makes an appearance in that movie. Yeah. Hmm. Might have. I don't remember that. So a random one that I'm a fan of, uh, Michael Cera. And who's that? Who's the chick that was in Two Broke Girls, but also 40-Year-Old Virgin? Uh, Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh Nick and Norris like a truck. Playlist. <laughs> truck. 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 <laughs> Tremendous. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist is a pretty it funny is. movie. Very indie. 
Uh, right. If you haven't, yeah. But uh, here's my list. Here's how you knew what kind of order or my at random list was going. Okay. Chicken nuggets. Here we go. Happy Gilmore. Anger Management. Billy Madison. Big Daddy. Okay. There is my Adam Sandler collection. Getting that out of the way. Uh, Saving Silverman. Have we ever talked about Oh, I forgot to put Steve that Zan, on there. Yeah. Jack Black and uh, <laughs> Jason Biggs, Amanda Peet. Oh, my God. And the yep. the drill sergeant. Arlie Emery. From, yeah, yeah. That's the guy. Yep. Oh, my God. I love it. What would you guys do? We ate her. Hell of a way to do that, boys. Smart. <laughs> smart thinking. Where, where's your bathroom? I got to take a dump. We don't. We go outside. <laughs> and then he goes through the mailbox. I'll find something. And then you hear him just take the like, an envelope. And he goes. Pops a squat in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good I one. never I never open the door when I'm eating what else have you told me that I'm gay <laughs> I think the other dude's trying to do strut yoga so he can suck his own dick oh my god <laughs> dude do you want to be gay with me no <laughs> oh my god it's such a good movie <sighs> and that's where I like to do my version of uh, Sherry Cherry the uh, oh yeah, yeah. I like to do the Neil Diamond song. Uh, Bedazzled's a pretty funny one with uh, Brendan Fraser and uh, shit. What was her name? She was uh, Elizabeth Hurley, where she's oh. like a genie that grants him wishes, and he, hmm. he can be anything, powerful, this and that. But he's like, I want to be the best sports star in the world. But then he's like, dumb as fuck. Right, and he's like, "Well, you gotta do good, and you gotta give yourself hundred percent." Well, all right, like the same shit over and over, and it's great movie. Um, and I'll end with two more recent ones: The Strays, which I talked about, that dog movie I saw in the theaters not too long ago. Have you watched Good Boys yet? No. It's okay. Three kids that, uh, Jesus Christ, they. I can't even really explain a whole lot without going into the fact that they they end up with Molly and they're trying to get their drone back and they're arguing with these two older girls to do that and the shit they go through it's just one of the funniest movies I've laughed so like I laughed so fucking hard it's a movie that I watched at like nine o'clock one night and we fired it back up at noon the next day that's how fucking good it was it's hysterical all right check that out your turn uh, I had Happy Gilmore on mine, so nice. there's that. Let's see here. I guess I'll just keep going. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. Another classic. Uh, Office Space. Oh. Yeah one, of the th- funny, yeah, one of the funniest things I thought about Office Space is how they go to the office, and then they leave like five minutes later to go get coffee. And they just sit yep. down at a restaurant to have coffee. I was like, do people really do that? And I started working in IT, and yeah, I actually did that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Airplane. Yep. Picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. I've said that several (laughs) times the last week. And then uh, we'll throw one more in there. Hot Shots, part one and D. D. Well, I bet you one that you probably would have added to those that fit perfectly. Naked Gun. Oh, it's on there. Okay. I'm like, those kind of working with Airplane, Hot Shots. I'm like... Naked Gun, they're all the same thing. They're all the perfect parody movies. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. O.J. Simpson. Nice. <laughs> yeah. His second best work. <laughs> Buffalo Bills is the third. <laughs> there you go. 
Where are the white women at? <laughs> Number one. Uh, Is it my turn, or are you still going? Ah, uh, you go. I'm sure you got a few more you got to knock out here to even it out. Here's one I just put back on recently in the background. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your oh, juice in the hood. Yeah. You know, every time I watch it, you catch more lines. You know what I mean? Like things that maybe mm-hmm. you haven't caught before or whatever. The best one. Yo, she got more kids than Miss Wayne's. Oh, no. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> How of all these years I miss that they were talking about their own family. That's that's hysterical to me. <laughs> the Saint Joe um, baby. Ain't that some shit? I'm pregnant. How do you know? I got six kids, foo. <laughs> oh, ready? <laughs> Wrong hole. Oh. Uh, you ever watch The Wash with Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem is in it as well? They work at a car wash. Very, very good movie. Very funny. Uh, not an our teen movie. I've always been a, a fan of that one where they make fun of all your like Breakfast Club and every fucking teen movie back in the day. Um, and I'm going to say not all of them. I'm going to say Clerks 2. I didn't mind Clerks 1, but Clerks 2 to me is hmm. absolutely one of the funniest. And Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and their reboot were both really good. There you Clerks go. 3 definitely... was more of like a, a tearjerker for you. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll Sorry. check it out. But yeah, I love the original Clerks. Uh, it's definitely on my list. Clerks 2 is great as well, but yeah. My girl sucked 37 dicks in a, in a row. row? <laughs> <laughs> Try not to suck any dick on your way through the parking lot. Most girls suck dicks, but not all of them will bring lasagna to work. There you go. Most women just cheat on you. Oh, your turn. Oh, it's it? Oh, okay. Already. Well, I have plenty more, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Coming to America. Yeah. Do yourself a uh, watch the second one. Though, yeah, I, I didn't. Don't worry, and I don't plan on it. Uh, you got to really think about it. That's the movie that kind of prompted us into talking about movies with our first Bark Like a Dog. Yep. And I, actually, it's my favorite thing is it all began with talking about our promo wars. I'm like, oh, the person could be the king of promo wars. You're like, I don't want to be mm. known as like a king. I did the, she's your queen to me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we just go, uh, Bark Like a Dog. And God damn it, yeah. it was, I was like, it, it yeah. got no better than that. I still don't think the show has peaked since. No. No. <laughs> that was peak but right there. Some, so <clears throat> many good things. Like, you and I send jokes to each other all the time. Like, donations. That, that's a good one. <laughs> I thought it was a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> and he ain't lying. He ain't lying. He that's ain't, another day to day. He ain't lying. Yep. Uh, all right. Monty Python and Search for the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Movie funded by Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. I don't think I knew that. Yep. Really? <laughs> yep. Hundred percent. Oh, that's interesting. Good to know. Yep. Uh, Friday. I mean, you can include the whole trilogy as part of it if you want, but uh, and then a weird one, which I don't know if some people would consider comedy. I, I certainly do. Uh, Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Love the Bomb. I believe is the full name. Uh, it's it's a uh, it is a it is a Kubrick film, and Peter Sellers, uh, who played Clouseau in the Pink Panther, uh, plays three different roles in the movie. He was going to play a fourth, but he got injured, so somebody had to take over. Uh, basically, what it's about it's about 
you know, uh, the Cold War and they have uh, bombers flying right on, you know, the Russian airspace right on the border, you know, prepared to drop the bomb if they have to. And you get a rogue uh, commander, you know, Ray, you know, a rogue like general or admiral uh, in, in the U.S. who decides to tell them it's time to drop the bomb and it just plays out like that. Pretty goddamn funny. But it sounds like a really bad, sad drama, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is a dark comedy, but nice. I'll have to check that out. Good shit. Back in my court, I assume. I say, well, we'll hand it back over to you. It's funny. It's, it, it's funny you said Friday that was on mine, and you got the. I I had I would like I like next Friday. Friday after next was never my cup of tea. I didn't care for that one, the Christmas type one. It was okay, um, but to me, the first two were the best. I mean, I didn't yeah. think you can get better than. Chris Tucker, Mike Epps. I was like, all right, and that was like yeah. his introduction. I really feel like the stuff, but man, those yeah. those twenties. I mean, those they tens. Yeah. They they ten. They sixteens, but they still look good. But was that it, uh, and then what? Did you do my dog homes? Baby D, you you don't know about Baby D. Baby D is bigger than than uh, the big sister, Big Deborah. She know about oh the new shit before they come out. They got the new green pass. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like he stole it. He saw that, and then when him and the the one white kid that get kidnapped yeah. by uh, Baby Joker and all them, he's like, <laughs> "Friends, we just here to get some country, cup of sugar, man." So uh, he won me over in that. Pinky movie. He was really good. Pinky, oh my god! Mo- say it one more fucking time, motherfucker! I'm Pinky. I shoot no. you. <laughs> Need to take those corners easy. You made me spill that yak all over my two hundred dollar suit. So, but it, you know, going back to you know the mo- obviously we always do the Debo ones. My mama gave me this chain, uh, mm-hmm. but back in the first one, honestly, my favorite one to do if I if I have anything is, you know, around the Fifth Baptist Church we call that a sinny sin sin around here. <laughs> the whole fucking thing is just fucking fantastic. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, I had uh, I did have Friday uh, and next Friday on mine. Um, back over to where I was at. Um, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep, yeah, both definitely. of them were back-to-back, uh, back, just fucking solid comedies. I mean, Tommy Boy, I watched one summer, I remember, like, on a nightly basis. It, for like, it was just such a good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Step Brothers, well, you know, a lot of people are not really big fans of Will Ferrell. They say he's kind of the same in every movie. I'm a fan of Will Ferrell. I like his work. Hell yeah. Um, very big fan of his. Um, Step Brothers was fucking fantastic. Just... Yes, it's overly done and stupid. Um, I love you, man. You ever watch that Paul Rudd and Jason Segel? I haven't seen it. I know what you're talking about. Oh, just a lot of great fucking lines in that one. Uh, Another good one, and this is kind of indie-like, but it's with Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. Wanderlust, where they Mm. both basically lose their jobs in New York City and they go and live in this fucking commune in the woods with these people. And the lead guy from MASH is in it. The real tall guy. I can't remember his name. Um, Alan Alda? Yes. Uh, And he's in a wheelchair, and he's hysterical. It's such a good Mm. fucking movie. It's really, really, really funny. I jammed through a couple more here. Two uh, Jim Carrey ones, Liar Liar, Bruce Almighty. And the American Pie trilogy. Always kind of a big fan, big fan of that. Didn't like any of the spinoffs. 
and any vacation movies, any of the four. You know, you got European Vacation. Oh, yeah. Vegas Vacation is solid in its own way. A lot of people think it was too late, and I think it was equally as well done. Um, the first one, goddamn. Oh, That's, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really good at French kissing. Yeah, everybody is. Well, Daddy says I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> so fucked up. Uh, and, of course, Christmas Vacation, which you and I have done a lot of random jokes. I mean, shit, I was in your backyard in the fall. And I remember yeah. you going, if if uh, I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet, I still wouldn't be as surprised <laughs> as I am right now with you being in my backyard. <sighs> so All that's right, where well, I'll... I'll Pause, yeah, please. All right. Well, you did a couple Jim Carrey ones. I'll do mine. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, Cable Guy, Ace Ventura. There's a few right there. Yep. And Cable Guy is I'll, on I'll, mine, yep. Oh, 100%. And then I got uh, a couple more here that are more old school. We got the Blues Brothers. Yeah. If you're a big fan. Yep, Blues Brothers is great. Uh, and Caddyshack, a movie that's mm-hmm. not really a movie. It's more of a bunch of vignettes with a, a common thread between them think you said it to me it's like it was like an snl movie really put together it was mm-hmm. like one of your yeah. original ones which is funny because they did that with other movies down the road um mm-hmm. i'm a fan of i have both of them i have caddyshack one and two on uh, mine and oh, a def- lot of people yeah. fucking hate the was it jackie mason is that his name jackie mason yes yeah not gleason it was mason mm-hmm. um yep. i mean between him and uh, fucking cousin Eddie, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Uh, cousin Eddie, Quaid. Uh, yeah, Randy Quaid. Randy yeah, Quaid, not Dennis. Randy Quaid, not Dennis. Him, the, he's fucking fantastic. When I come into your house with a fucking baseball bat, <laughs> roast that so golden good. retriever. <laughs> then eat it. <laughs> All of it. I think it's it. It, it was a really good follow up. Wasn't, oh, and I yeah. think it, it, it was. It, it was basically the same premise. They just did it with yeah. different people. <laughs> I love Dan Aykroyd though. The, the big gun that he uses and he puts to his head, and it's a blow dryer. Ja- uh, oh, Jackie Mason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. And Dan Aykroyd. Don't typical. Have it. <laughs> we'll see you again, Mrs. Esther House. Typical. <laughs> God, I love that. You always want a breakfast burrito after watching that. Just a yeah, I bit. know, right? <laughs> then came that damn political snafu in the nab. And <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this straight. I pull, or you pull, I suck. I suck. Any money in it for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ever watch The Rock and Kevin Hart, Central Intelligence? No, no. I never watched it, yeah. Pretty good one. I... Uh, where he is basically like a undercover CIA agent. Um, Aaron Paul is actually in the movie as well. Oh shit! You're Breaking Bad, yeah. Um, White men can't jump. Nah, that's not mine, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, really, pretty much any one of the Police Academy movies. Super yeah. Troopers, Napoleon Definitely. Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite is one of those ones I just throw on every town, every now and then. It's just you, I. It's hysterical. It's a great indie comedy movie. Um, two school movies. Well, three of them technically. School of Rock with Jack Black. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Are you drunk? No, I'm hungover. It means I was drunk yesterday. I <laughs> uh, back to school. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh fuck yes, that's on my list. Yep. <laughs> I don't get upset. 
Or I, I, I don't uh, get angry. I get upset. When I get angry, or when I get angry, he gets upset, whatever it is. Whatever the fuck, yeah, you almost had it. Yeah, Robert yeah. Downey Jr., young Robert Downey Jr. Very young, yep. <laughs> what do you think? And I think you're rebelling against your parents or whatever the fuck he says to him. <laughs> uh, Oingo Boingo performs. Mm-hmm. It's a dead man's party. man's party. I was just listening to yep. that last night. And the other school one, Animal House. Mm. That's on my list as well. Yep. <laughs> Let him run with it. <laughs> I thought it was anyway. Where is it? Did I not? I fu- Oh, here it is. Okay. Just crossing them off my list as you go along here. Trying to. Same. All right. Back to me. It is. Oh, maybe I'll go at the bottom here. No, I'll start here. Uh, one of, I've called this movie a sick day movie for me before. Clue. A yes, movie that had we, no right. We did this movie. Yep. Yep. I th- this uh, a movie that had no business being as good as it was, and just great cast, dry humor, fantastic. Groundhog Day. Yep. Another classic. Never gets old. Uh, no. <laughs> Even though it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's really redundant that's and hilarious good. to yeah, hear. But yes, right? yeah. You know, my wife saw that movie on Groundhog Day. Oh no! Shit. Nice. Hates it. Really? Yeah. Put your I think, little I think hand she saw it. Mine. <laughs> I think she saw it several times in the theater. So, ah, <laughs> uh. um, so, uh, the Hangover. I'm only saying the first one because to me that was really the good one. I don't know if I brought this up on the show, but a buddy brought it up to me. The third Hangover. Ah, uh. no one's hungover. Oh, they're dealing with. All the shit that Chow and John Goodman and all that stuff. No one's hung over at all. They're just dealing with all this shit. Hmm. Someone brought that to me. I go, well, you just ruined that third fucking movie for me. Even though there's yeah, some good uh, stuff in it. Sure, sure. Uh, and A League of Their Own. So many classic lines. I mean, we've done Avoid the Clap on this show many times. The, I mean, what, what's the other one that we did not too long ago? Oh, my favorite is the <laughs> Lord. And I want to thank you for that woman in South Bend. You know the one she was saying your name all night, <laughs> screaming your name all night. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Lou? That, oh that, God! By the way, I loved you in Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Lou? The best. <clears throat> <laughs> the driver. That's such a good one. Uh, that and when he throws the fucking minute the kid, you laugh every time. It does, I don't care. <laughs> Got him. It's. Just dead on. That kid takes it right to the face. Uh, get hard with Kevin Hart teaching Will Ferrell how to get hard to go oh, to jail. Gotcha, gotcha. Excellent movie. Um, I forgot about that movie because I was like, I think I forgot. I watched it with like my mother-in-law, and there's like a whole part where he's like, now you got to learn how to suck a dick, man. If you're going to go to jail, you're going to have to learn how to suck a dick. And they go to like an all-gay bar. It's Yeah, good movie. Uh, semi-pro with Will Ferrell, the one where uh, he has the basketball team and Outcast is in it. Andre three thousand or whatever. Andre three thousand and big boy. yeah, yeah, and Woody Harrelson. Ah, oh, there you go. Good nice. movie. I know, dude. Dude, he plays in a lot of basketball movies. He's in uh, the Champions, which is the one where he coaches uh, mentally challenged kids. Mm-hmm. Or not mentally challenged, I think just 
down so I yeah, I, I'm gonna stop before I make it worse. Uh white men yeah. can't jump. There's a lot of a lot of basketball movies. There um National Security with Martin Lawrence and Steve Zahn. Oh, where okay. they both end up working together and it looks like Steve Zahn did a hate crime by punching Martin Lawrence in the face. He's like, no, there was a B. I wasn't trying to hit him in that way. And they end up teaming up with each other uh, against this other shit going on. You know, typical movie. Very, very good one. Um, and one more before I hand over to you again. Have you ever watched Love Stinks? It's with nope. French Stewart. Do you know? And <laughs> French Stewart, Bill Bellamy. Uh, who's that? That annoying chick. Uh, she had her. Uh, America's Next Top Model Fashion Show, Tyra Banks. Um, uh, okay. And then, and also the chick who was Bridget, whoever was in uh, uh, Billy Madison. The blonde sure. chick. Okay. Yep. French Stewart meets this chick, thinks life is fucking golden, and it just. She turned psycho on him. It's such a good fucking movie. Love stinks. You can even find it on YouTube. That's how tremendous this movie is, by the way. So, you know, it's like when you right. find Freaked on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go with some that you may not have on your list. The Toy. Oh, I swear to God, it was the next one. I was going to say, I'll hold it to the next round. Toys, you ass baits. <laughs> Meet Master Bates. <laughs> I love how he laughs. It's so natural, too. <laughs> you ass. Uh, Wonder Wheel. Th- the, yeah, Wonder Wheel, don't die on me. <laughs> uh, Three Amigos did a reference earlier. Yep, yep. Still, still one of my favorites, still a classic. It was a male plane. How could you tell? Didn't you see the little balls? the unofficial sequel to goodfellas my blue heaven my blue heaven is definitely on my list yep and then uh one that i think don't people most people probably wouldn't think about when i was kind of doing this i thought about it and i actually have it in my collection and i did a scan maverick oh yeah uh the uh, Mel Gibson, James Gardner, Jenny, uh, Jody. It was Foster a movie of the week for us once. We used. Yeah. It, that's where we got the. Well, the only thing he has in his wall is a bunch of names <laughs> of whorehouses. Houses. That's Flair. <laughs> that's Flair. It worked out so well. Because <laughs> we were in like '96, Flair. We sitting by like WCW uh, Nitro where they were having their. Uh, uh, cocktail hour every week with their, their the VIP section, yeah. That shit, the horseman, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that was so perfect. That was a good one. Um, I did have the toy on mine. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Ooh, the trilogy, yeah, definitely. I'm like, it's comedy and action. Yeah, it's, I dropped was, some. That off was one of those of that, ones yeah. where you're kind of hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna just blast through a couple of these here. Um, waiting with Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. Uh, just it makes you really really want to be very nice to all your servers your cooks and everybody no shit. they send it back to, they send it to you just eat that fucking thing oh my god it's so fucking gross and the guy in the back mitch that never gets to say anything all the way until the very end of the movie he 
plays Sam Weir in Freaks and Geeks. He's the little kid in Freaks oh, okay. and Geeks. Yeah, which is so many people in that show, you know, went off and did stuff, and he does that, which is hysterical. Um, summer School. Mark Harmon teaches uh, a bunch of kids. He thinks he's going to go on vacation, and he doesn't. Christy Alley is another teacher in the area at that same uh, school, and they basically are teaching during summer school. And one guy named Chainsaw, they want to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre during the movie. You don't remember oh, this no, movie? Oh, no, not at all. Good, solid 80s yeah. movie. Real good one. Booty Call. Tommy Davidson and uh, Jamie Foxx, Vivica A. Fox. Yep. Just funny. Good one. I'll hand it back over to you. If you I, I've got eight left, so I'll do two groups of four here. <laughs> you may want to do four groups of two. <laughs> I'm just going to let you ramble at the end, man. I don't care. Uh, let's see here. I put Miss Doubtfire on there. Eh, you know. It's it's it's, yeah. it's it's a good one. Classic. Uh, there's one. What that? We just watched it in the theater not too long ago. Oh, actually, did you? At, at the place we were staying in Oregon, and only cost one dollar to go watch it. And we're like, "Fuck yeah, that's Sweet. a great, solid." Side movie. note: they're re- they're re-releasing Labyrinth for like two days only in March. I think I'm gonna go check that out. Uh, you nice. brought up Kirstie Alley. The, the, uh, John Larroquette and her were in a movie. Madhouse. Madhouse. Yes. A great movie. Fantastic yeah. movie where you have first your friend come and live with you, and then your sister-in-law, then your cousin, your neighbor. Oh, it's so Yeah, good. and the one pulled uh, uh, Marlena. She wasn't really pregnant. Yep. We talk- God, I, that's such a good fucking movie. Oh, God, I love yeah. that. That's that's the thing I think of when I hear the song by the Four Tops, Bernadette. <clears throat> okay. Is them yes. dancing to it in the yes. bar. Yep. Uh, we talked about this movie recently. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <coughs> yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Got all choked up there. Uh, another one Apparently. that, I, you know, you could make the argument that it's a comedy and drama, you know, maybe. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I think the only movie you could qualify as a Thanksgiving movie. That's can I go guess? for it. Planes, Trains, Automobiles? Nailed it. Nailed it. I think the same thing about that movie. Yeah, right? It's 100%. It's and they literally yep. play it on TV at Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, just great. The whole fucking car rental thing. Four oh fucking doors and a fucking Fear seat. <laughs> she played the best role in every movie that she was in. Like, they did, they just made her either, like, the car rental agent, the secretary, like, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She was just so good. Yep, absolutely. Oh, Ed, you just sounded like Dirty Harry there. <laughs> Did you already say something about Mary? I well, didn't. I am. Oh. There you go. You're saying something I'm about saying Mary. That. Good job. Nice. Well, I can pivot from there. Uh, Joe Dirt. Okay. Dear Tay. It's French. Dear Tay. Uh, Wedding Crashers. Mm, yeah. Which just so many things from that. Uh, Meet the Parents trilogy. Mm-hmm. So you got Meet the Parents. Meet the Fockers, Fockers, and then meet the Fockers too. I don't the know. Third one, have whatever one it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever watched Serial Mom? No. So, oh God, I'm, it's gonna kill me. Kathleen Turner. Turner is she is just your American like. 
June Cleaver for what she looks like. You know what I mean? Like this this perfect stay at home mom, and she's a goddamn psycho. Um, people who are in it, the dude that's in uh, Scream, the real tall fucking dude. I, it's gonna kill me right now until I can remember his name. Um, that yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, Ricky Lake is in the movie. <laughs> Just it's excellent movie. Um, fun with Dick and Jane with Jim Carrey right. and Tia Leone something or, like that. Yeah. or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's actually a remake of one of the original movies that uh, called Fun with yep. Dick and Jane. This one's uh, it even has uh, Alec Baldwin in it. <laughs> Pretty good movie. Uh, I did. You did say Dumb and Dumber. Grandma's Boy. Which is just it, such a fucking. I think it's better than a lot of Billy Madison or Billy Madison, uh, the Gilmore Happy Gilmore Productions or whatever they call it, the Happy Madison. Something like that, yeah, yeah. Out of all the ones they make, Grandma's Boy is one of the funniest, and Kevin Nash is in the first five minutes of the movie. Oh, it's the second Adam Sandler movie he's been in. Yeah. Longest yeah. Yard, good call. All I did was ever all I ever did was care. <laughs> Twins, oh, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, yeah. just fantastic. You know that the, I heard them uh, talking. Role I heard. I got. I got to take a step back on Twins. They were yep. on the Sunny podcast. They were talking about talking to Danny once, and that whole "It's your night, bro," was just all ad libbed by yep. him. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. It's that's one of my favorite movies. I that's something I watched when I was a kid, and the driving on two wheels is just. <laughs> I love it. It's. I can show you how to do that, Vincent. I'll show you. <laughs> uh, role models with Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. and they both have to in uh, Stifler. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's all I call yeah, them. We'll just call yep. them Stifler. Yeah, and they have to basically big brother these little kids. One of them is the kid from Superbad, McLovin, mm-hmm. who is like really into role-playing. I remember, yeah. Like, okay. Having, like, your own, yeah, like, dungeon layer, and then there's this little kid. Mouthy little fucker. It's so fucking good. That That's a good one. Uh, Private Parts. Mm. Howard Stern. Howard Stern yep. movie. Yeah. It's WNBC. I, that's best fucking line. Or best part of the movie. You ever seen Weird? The Al Yankovic movie? No, the one with Daniel Radcliffe? I haven't seen it yes. yet. No. It is so ridiculously stupid of a parody of a movie that it's yeah, awesome. fitting, you know, for the guy. Oh, it's so good. Like basically, like Madonna came to him and was like, "I'll fuck you, and we need to be be together because you're going to make me a star." <laughs> That's the level of how good the movie is. <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll just do a couple more here. I'll fuck. I'll finish my list. I'm gonna let you end, right. end it. Uh Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, okay. yeah. where they're older, where they are obviously their age right now, but they invite all their old high school friends over for one giant party. And even though they're all adults and they can't really hang, they end up having a huge party. Drug dealer, John Cena. <laughs> it's so good. He's like, I got Molly, I got her cousin Angie, I got this, I got that. He goes, I got Flintstone vitamins, I got whatever the fuck you want. He's so fucking good in the movie. Um, Dirty Grandpa with Robert De Niro and Zach Efron. Huh. This gives absolutely nothing away, okay? This is this is advice that Robert De Niro gives to Zach Efron. He goes, you know, one time at the Playboy Mansion, 
Andre a giant, he stacked five Playboy mates up on his hands and finger fucked them all because his hands were so big. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> that was it. That was some advice that he gave him. <laughs> all right. Best part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, the Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller where he marries this blonde chick on a whim and he's like, man, everything's great. and She's awesome. Her name is Lila. His dad actually plays his dad in the movie. Oh, nice. And he takes this chick on like a tropical vacation and she is a fucking psycho. Like screaming to him in, in bed, pile drive me, cock me, fucking cock me, fuck me like a black guy. It's hysterical. And he's like, I can't be with this chick. <laughs> Ends up meeting someone else on a vacation that is more his type. And his dad, Jerry Stiller, is just at his. He's like, wait, so let me get this straight. Your daughter, want, your 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 uh, your wife wants you to cock her on your honeymoon. If she wants you to cock her, goddamn it, you fucking cock her. He's so good. <laughs> um, My Blue Heaven. You did say Hangover, and I'll leave with two more. One is a trilogy. Austin Powers. Oh yeah. Not everybody's cup of tea. You know, but to me, I I find them very uh, amusing after a while. Uh, you know. I, they do get a little old, but some of them are. I hated Beyonce. I got to say, that. of course, she, yeah, she was not really good. And yeah, but and then I leave you with dodgeball. Oh yeah, classic. Dodge, duck, dive, dip, dodge, dodge. <laughs> Great movie. All right, well, I've got some. Is it necessary for me to my drink my own urine? No, but I do it because I like the taste and it's sterile. <laughs> There's a pirate on our team. <laughs> when that gets pulled out in any conversation like you could be arguing about anything but then just go whoa 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 there's a pirate on our team it's perfect all right one that you just watched recently trading places yep uh with a young john carlos stanton in it yep wayne's world one and two classic Oh, I know, right? Absolutely. Uh, here's another one. We're gonna we're gonna cross the T's <laughs> and dot the <laughs> lowercase J's. Lowercase J's. <laughs> of course. How am I not gonna see a naked Indian standing right over there? <laughs> oh, I had the same dream. <laughs> That's it. That's one actually. That one actually, I think, started movies because on season two, I think it was our opener. We did a teaser or some shit like that. And I go, ladies and gentlemen, ODM, and you go, ha! <laughs> handsome Dave, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, handsome, handsome Dan. Dan. That's it. Hey, hey, it's hey. <laughs> oh, good. Good shit. I'm surprised you didn't have this one on there. The Burbs. Oh my god, yeah, I didn't put that one on yep. there. Excellent. Another one, yep. yeah, not not that's really. I'm most paranoid about every one of my neighbors. <laughs> I know, right? Just a great movie. And then uh, one of my all-time favorite, I, I almost put this, saved it for the hidden favorites, but I don't think it's that hidden. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I just love, love this movie. Cannonball Run. Oh, man. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. So fucking good. So great. Wasn't there a second one? There was. Not as good. Definitely not as good. Not as good, no. but I do remember it. Yep. Yeah. Nice, good, good, good little uh, section. It's funny because, like, when your hidden favorites, I'm like, 
I mean, I like, all right, I'll just give it away. Like nothing but trouble. I'm like, is that a comedy or is that like a hidden favorite? Because that's not really your, yeah. everybody knows. I'm like, but days of confused could also have been slash comedy. But I, yeah. I was going to put like, that on, but I figured, eh, that's kind of a weird one. Right. It's, I guess it's a comedy. Yeah. That's, I don't even know what you call That's a dramedy. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Sort of. I'll leave you with this about Days Confused. I just watched a funny TikTok the other day. It said, take a shot every time Mitch touches his nose oh my or his God. You'll be shit-faced in five yeah, minutes. You're dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always right over yep. the nose or fixing his mm-hmm. hair all the time. And I'm like, it bothers me every fucking Absolutely. time. I'm like, if it, and I think I even mentioned it on this show it bothers me so much when he just kept touching his nose. I'm like, if that's the best you got for acting, man. Yeah, it ain't going to fly. Good shit. Hey, man. Good, good uh, list mm-hmm. of movies this week. Next week, we are back with continuing along. We got the list of movies. We got the Mount Rushmore list. And next week, talking about assholes, pieces of shit. Talking about villains. Talking about the heels. I think Vince kind of goes in there automatically right now. He gets now. his own mountain. <laughs> One shitty mm-hmm. mountain. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to have the Mount Rushmore of heels. And we'll be fresh off the heels of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that happens at 5 a.m. New York time. California, I'll have to get up at 2 or just rock just a wait. really hard night. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. I'll wake up and watch it at like 10 a.m. when it's completely over. There you over. go. How long does it wait till the peacock puts it on there for a playback? I think immediately. Oh, good. All right. Because if not, I'll just read mm-hmm. the results. Hey, I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He is ODM. If you're alive, he's got five words for you. Sal Manella here, signing off. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. Shut your whore mouth.
<laughs> Which is really funny. I was just watching. Uh, it was called um, Really Offensive Family Guy Humor or something like that. And it was a really old one where Herbert goes, You better shut your mouth. I'm going to punch you in the penis. <laughs> <laughs> You get your fat ass back here. <laughs> Gotta stretch those creamy hammies. I can't. I, I could do it only if I have a pre-planned thing. Like if I was like, Seps, what? <laughs> I can't do it. Sexy ass over here. Do sex the way that your mother likes it. Okay. <laughs> Did you just Should do? We take a break. <laughs> Did you yeah, just a little do bit of the way your mother likes it. You're back in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's mixing a lot of shit. Herbert, yeah, I was gonna say SNL parody. <laughs> I'm good like that. See, we don't even need a fucking <laughs> wrestling podcast. No, we can just pivot anytime <laughs> we want. We should just like. Here's what happened this, this week in wrestling. Fifteen minutes worth. All right. How was your day? <laughs> How was your day? And then, uh, yeah, the the movies, yeah, I'll probably do what I did before, you know, group like seven or eight together so I can match up to yours or whatever. Yeah, um, and you got to figure I'm probably gonna, we're gonna probably gonna have quite a few in common. Oh, there's there. gonna be plenty. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you enough. like Million Dollar Baby. Out. That's one of my favorite comedies of all time. <laughs> I Schindler's List is up there for me. <laughs> <laughs> Kids. Kids is a good oh, one. <laughs> what? I laugh oh. the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, how could you not, right? Radio Flyer. Radio Flyer. Jesus. <laughs> All right. I got to take a break before I say something right. wrong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>